All right, uh, this song's called I Do My Best. Dusty bar, the only place left where I shine. Give me a bottle of good old Scotland, the best that my money can buy. I pour myself into this corner, try and drown my guilt and regrets. Ain't doing no better, not sure I'll ever. But darling, I do my best I do my best lying When they ask me about you I do my best crying When I'm Johnny Walker Blue You did your best leaving When the best days were through I'm thinking of you The first time we met Well that calls for a single A shot just to ease my mind The first time we made love It pour me in double Cause it gets to me every time And everything after that darling well, it pretty much calls for the same And if you see me full throttle Straight from the bottle And somebody mention your name I do my best lying When they ask me about you I do my best crying When I'm Johnny Walker Blue Best leaving when the best days were through. Now I do my best to think it when I'm drinking over you. The only place left where I shine Give me a bottle of good old Scotland The best that my mind can buy What's up, everybody, man? We are back at it with another podcast. And, man, today's a special podcast. This is like one of those podcasts I've been trying to set up for the longest time. And you know what? Just 
the right time happens, the right moment went down, and I would say the guest I have now forgot that we were supposed to shoot today. <laughs> but I, I, you know what? I may have forgotten too until he reminded me. Like I knew I had to do something, but today we have my man, the Scotty Two Hottie Scott Patrick. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing good, man. Glad to be here. <laughs> Giving you little sound effects over here. Fan, 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 fan. We can go back. There it is, boy. No, I, again, I'll give you the Titanic. Hey, man, I'll, I'll stand in front. You can do <laughs> Let it. Let me go back. Well, you can't hear it. <laughs> that's the recorder one? Yeah, that's the one I was trying to, you know. Yeah, but I ruined it, man. Dude, how you been, man? It's been forever. I've been good, man. Just busy. Yeah. A little busier than ever, man. It's just, life's good. Life's good. Dude, I know. I've been That's seen, crazy. I know. I've been seeing all your posts, man. I'm a big fan of you still, you know, just Thank kind you, of, you know, let's get to know you, dude, because I want to jump in everything else and pretty much get to know, you know, like, talk about our relationship and how we met and all oh, yeah. that, man. But let's let's get to know you first. Tell everybody who you are, where you're from. Let's do all that, you know, generic stuff out of the way so we can get to the nitty gritty, man. So all let's right. get to know you, man. Who are you? Where are you from? What you do? And, uh, you know, I'll, tell us about that power beard <laughs> you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Scott Patrick. I'm from Mariposa, California. Uh, grew up there. Uh, pretty much lived there the joy of my life. Moved away for college to the Central Coast for a little while. Spent years touring, playing music. Just, I was even <laughs> lived in a minivan for about two years, playing music on sidewalks all over really? California, Venice Beach, San Francisco Wharf, Merced, just wherever people would stop and listen to music. I'd set up my case, play guitar, yeah. open it up, people threw some money in. Okay. They were not, they didn't have to, but I appreciate it when they did. So, what made you want to do that? Like, just like, Obviously, you know, the love of the music and all that, but mm -hmm. you said lived in the van. I'm just going to play. Well, music. I was going through a bit of a rebellious phase and uh, I was living with my parents at the time. It was after college. I had left college early for music and surfing too much and <laughs> having too much fun out there. So I, I came back home that. for a bit and I was kind of button heads because I was young. I thought I knew everything and my parents they <laughs> were getting on my case about things I should have been taking care of. But I just... You know, I just wanted some freedom, so I just up and left. Yeah. And just did my own thing for a while. It wasn't the most glamorous. I learned a lot of valuable lessons, but eventually I got back up on my feet. Got a job at a music store, and that's when I really got back into music. Started writing more, started practicing a lot more music, and mm -hmm. started listening to a lot more artists and kind of developing my own sense of what I wanted to do with my music. And it, in a way, it saved my saved my life. I was going I had a pretty rough time before that. And uh Started listening to folk Americana music. And before that, I was a lot alternative and metal. Mm -hmm. And the folk Americana country stuff just kind of redirected me. Yeah. Got me on a good path in terms of songwriting and life. And from there, just grew it, developed it, started writing more, playing more, performing more. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's cool, man. Cause I know I I watched your podcast. Shout out to Micah Daly, uh, Central Valley mm -hmm. Podcast, Real Talk. Um, Dude, I hope you get your channel back up your or your social media. You know, you got to stop watching porn. Um, quit clicking those funny links, yeah, bud. Quit clicking those links, man. I know you get <laughs> horny at night by yourself at the office, probably. <laughs> but you know what? We're all men, man. I just wanted to say... Just <laughs> 
You know, I got you, brother. <laughs> but no, I saw that pod and I watched it today, caught up. Because I remember when it came out and I watched it. I was like, that my boy Scotty. Oh, know? that was a good time. He's a good dude. He's hilarious, man. That boy just goofy, man. But I, oh, I yeah. love him, man. We Like, we met on Instagram. And okay. I, don't know, I saw his ad, so I started watching all his stuff. I went down that rabbit hole. He's hilarious. So Insta, Insta romance. Yeah, Insta romance. And dude, so I followed him. He followed right back. I DM'd him, and he DM'd right back. And we're like, a, what? A couple weeks later, Laura. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, I'm so sorry. We got the white <laughs> on the on the pod. Up, I, they heard me earlier laughing at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they know I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I messed up my pads. But no, so. Uh, yeah, so I hit him up and we set up a podcast and he was actually season two, episode one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he came out, him, Duffy and his wife. And man, just a great dude. I saw you on that pod and I listened and I was just like, you know, you have a lot of experience, man. You Like you said, you had some hard lessons living in a van. You appreciate, you know, stuff like eating, you know, oh, having yeah. a pillow. I was a lot skinnier back know? then. Yeah, so. <laughs> and having like, you know, having a, like a roof over your head, something that you know is like, Security, you know, and so let's get into that, man. Kind of go over your childhood, you know, as far as like you said, music saved your life. Oh, yeah. I know you were, you know, like was it elementary? I remember from what you said, you got into being a musician or getting in a band in junior high, trombone in high school, the band and all that. So what like hooked you to music? Well, my parents are the ones that first introduced me to music, of course. Like most people, their parents listen to music, so you listen to music right along with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents listen to things like Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, The yeah. Beatles. <clears throat> Jimi Hendrix, The yeah. Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> Still going through PBS. That was just yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, They listen to good classic rock and oldies and old pop, like that kind of stuff. And uh, I always enjoyed it. And then my brother started buying records when he got old enough. I have an older brother. He's about three years ahead. So he started buying like Weezer when they first came out, the Blue Album, and then like Red Hot Chili Peppers and just all those bands from the early 90s. And I started stealing his CDs and tapes and listening to them every chance I got. And I didn't really consider playing music that much. I just enjoyed it from a young age. And then once I got into like fourth grade elementary school, they said, hey, we had offering band, and I told my parents, yeah, I want to play. I wanted mm-hmm. to play the trumpet. They didn't ha- have any more. They're out. wanted to play the baritone. Since they didn't have trumpet, they're out of that. So I got stuck with the trombone and ended up loving it. Yeah. I ended up playing the all the way through, even to college. I played it in the, the college jazz band, did marching band high school, concert band. I even went and played in Pasadena for some big honor band festival. And Dang, so, it, so you've been music your whole life. Oh, yeah. Started playing Musician. guitar in middle school. Yeah. And then that's when we started our band is in high school. Mm. And that was that was when it all started for performing. That I got that performance bug. That's what's up, dude. Oh, yeah. So you've been doing that since. And then after some time, um, I met you and uh, Maggie. Mm-hmm. You guys came on Great Day. Yes, we did. You know, you guys show. jumped on. And, and I was like, man, everybody fell in love with you guys. I mean, we, I was there when you guys, when you proposed. You oh, know? gosh. That was like, you know, I, I'm not trying to rehash them. <laughs> no, you're you know? good, you're good. Yeah, you know, so, but it's, to me, I just... We all have a pass. Yeah, we do, man. But the thing is, I remember that day because, again, everybody at the station fell in love with you guys, Every, all our all the viewers. You, yeah, know, you guys were amazing, man. That, that was my favorite thing was to come and play for you guys. I mean, I had to get up super early, but... Yeah, because y'all lived totally up. Worth, and we were on past Merced, so, I mean... 
And he was always worth it, man. Always. You guys are the most receptive and super gracious. And Yeah, because I remember you had to get there at least, what, by four, right? For <laughs> Something like that. You guys did a set up a little earlier yeah, back then. Great day started at five, so we had to have the whole setup because it was Festive Fridays. And at four o'clock, get there to get you guys sound checked, plugged in, ready to go for the first hit. I would say like 520. Something like that. So yeah. you would have to get up like at what, one in the morning? I don't even remember, man. It was It was a whole blur. Every time, yeah, literally, because you guys are like, "Why the hell are we doing this?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> every every morning on the way there, we'd say that. But by the time we got there, like, okay, this is fun. This yeah. is cool, dude. We made it fun. I remember just oh, yeah. us just having a good time, especially when we do our teasers, you know. And so, <laughs> but again, man, that's how we met. And again, I fell in love with your guys's like your style, your brand, your guys's sound. Your, Thank you, your, man. Your vibe, and um, you know, you guys had a great thing. And then what? Then it's like a year later, because you guys would come off and on. We uh, not mm. not a year later. How soon did we sh we shoot? Because I shot your guys' music video. We'd we'd been on Great Day at least two three times mm -hmm. before the video, so it'd been at least two years, Dang. maybe three. I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. we we did it for a while. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, we we had a new single coming out. We'd gone back and forth in Nashville. Ooh. We'd already put out our record. And we we're just getting ready to put out a new single, and we, we thought, who who does music videos? And we thought, wait, Brose, Jose, Brose, and Justin. I was yep. like, wait a minute, those are good guys, <laughs> good people. We like we liked you guys' work, so it was fun, man. Oh, it was I remember so much that fun, night. dude. That bar, what was it called? It was it was in uh, Turlock, the other place, the other place, the other place. That yep. place is popping, dude. That it's, was a dope night. It was so much fun, man. It was like they had just built that new side of the bar too. The mm -hmm. whole room had that total Nashville bar vibe, yeah. And uh, it was Shout so out much fun. Place, All the super diehard fans came out. I mean, that place was packed. Yeah, it, it was. was absolutely packed. Dude, and if we how many times we played that song that night, dude? Almost. Way too many. Yeah, it was like 100, Way 200 too, times. I was sick of it by the end of the day. I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> but then I had to come home and edit it. Oh, you <laughs> heard it more than we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, I love that song, man. You guys just, you guys just hella, you guys vibed. And the way that song went, you know, I mean, again, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to rehash, but the way you no, guys kind of like split it off was like the most maturest adults I've ever seen and especially experienced. Hey, you know? man, you, you got to make yourself happy. Yeah, there was just this announcement one day where everyone was like, no, it's like <laughs> watching, you know, Brad and Angelina or yeah, Brad and Angelina break <laughs> up. It's like Brad, Julie, whatever. It's like, no, what happened? You I, know, I think our producer called us Skaggy. Skaggy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was not a very good, not a Scott and Maggie. <laughs> it just sounded bad. But no, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It just, we just decided that it wasn't working. And, yeah. and uh, I think the whole fan base is more brokenhearted than we were about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, <laughs> like, we were. Like, Whoa, wait a minute. I had a moment. I was like, no, no. Why? I mean, of course, we had our moments, of course, but that was all in the background. But. Yeah. And so that's obviously, you know, those are just because, again, that's the last time I remember, you know, you know, at least talking, hanging out with you guys, the music video, you know, because we met for lunch and planned it out. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so again, that was my experience with you guys, man, because that's when I officially was starting my business. And okay. that was like, I think a year or two later, right, Laura? I yeah, quit my job. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of really what launched us. I would say, you know, Cottonwood Creek, Scott, Skaggy, you know, <laughs> and Maggie, you guys launched my production. You're welcome. No, you know, thank no, you guys. No, man. no, really. <laughs> you know, that, that's it. You no, know? no, also, I really appreciate that, man. That, mm -hmm. that, um, that means a lot that I, would, I could help you get that drive to yeah. just do it 
And it is, and I appreciate it, man, because again, those are the moments. Because we got another music video we shot with Cloudship after. Um, Remember that, yeah. <clears throat> so that was fun. Shout out, um, John and uh, Brandon, man. Um, but no, let's get into more now. What you got going on, man? Let's get down to the nitty gritty because, bro, you're killing it. You are a one man wrecking band. I mean, you destroy just that that vibe. It's just like it's amazing because it's like you're you're playing a kick drum, you're playing rhythm. Playing the harmonica and you're singing and you're monitoring your soundboard and you're monitoring. That's a lot. And it's a lot, man. I, I mean, I'm too cheap to pay a drummer. And so, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm just doing the guitar, kick drum, foot tambourine. Each foot's doing something, both hands doing something, harmonica, singing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, I that, that whole thing started for uh, years back. I went and saw uh, Mumford & Sons. They are playing at Shoreline amphitheaters for the bridge school benefit mm-hmm. um neil young's benefit thing they, yeah. they they performed there and i saw marcus mumford he was just playing the drum and the tambourine singing and playing i'm like i want to do that so i went home found me a kick drum on craigslist for like 30 bucks nice. or where did i get it from someone i don't remember where i got that drum <laughs> from is i just started practicing started practicing sitting down playing with one foot then i added the tambourine like a month later once i got the, used to it it's like tapping your feet and then I was watching other people that did that, and they're all sitting down. I'm like, you know what? I want to stand up and do it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, may, it helps you stand apart a little bit, and it gives you more presence. So I practiced it standing up at gigs. First, I sit, did just the drums standing up, playing just like tapping your foot. Yeah. Then I added the tambourine, and that took me a few more months of solid practice and shows to get that hang of that. And then adding the harmonica just threw a whole nother, whole nother oh, level in there. And, and now it is, it's what it is now. That's dope, man. Because again, that takes a different skill set, you know. Because I remember, because I, I, I did play drums a while back, back in the day, and because um, your 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 talent, your mind has to tell your hand to, and your feet to do different things, mm-hmm. you know. For a drummer, you keep that, you know, eight count, and then just ignore that. But this is doing something else. That's an offbeat, and you know, I remember that. But to to cause to be a, a lead singer playing rhythm, playing the bass and Oh, it's, that's it's, a different story. It's very similar to drums in a mm-hmm. way, um, in, in the sense that your limbs are moving a certain repetitive mm-hmm. um, direction, I guess you could say. Like, instead of having a, a snare drum and a hi-hat with my feet doing the kick and the the hi-hat pedal, it's still the kick, but tambourine. My arm's moving up and down. That could be the same as you hitting a snare drum. Yeah. And this hand, all the chords are just, that's a little more complicated there because you're, yeah. you're not playing chords on the on the drums, but it's the same, same concept. Your brain just kind of gets used to it, that muscle memory, and you just kind of go on autopilot mm. after a little while. Like I could be playing a song, playing all those instruments, watching the TV in the background of a bar, looking at something, uh, thinking about something else completely. <laughs> Dang, dude, that's some skill, man. <laughs> it, it just becomes muscle memory after a while. That's what's up. Now, are you a capo guy? Do you like using capos at all? I do. Yeah, I, I'd be lost without it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, when I was younger, I didn't like them. I thought like real players didn't bar use chords. them. Well, we, if you play electric guitar, like doing like metal, you Powers, don't use capos. Yeah. But as a songwriter, it's, it's a very handy and sometimes necessary mm-hmm. tool to get different tones, different chordings that you can't get well it offers like a different flavor instead of just like a strong power chord it's yeah just, it's like you know instead of playing a a b just chording you put that well as it is it the fifth fret right fifth fret and don't make me transpose right now yeah transpose and then you play that as a g but it has a nice crisp exactly and then it. you can lift up one of the fingers make mm-hmm. it a su- suspended chord and it just it it changes everything and it 
elevates it in a yeah. different way. Because I do play guitar also. Yeah. But it's okay. been a while, man. Again, I mean, I don't know if you know, back in the day, I was a youth pastor. I was on the worship okay. teams. I, I think I remember. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I'm a backslider. I'm a heathen now, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, do, I do have that experience. But man, mm-hmm. to see where you're at, what you're doing, man, I mean... Let's talk about now your like your gigs. What you you know where you're oh, at. Man. What you're doing. How how busy are you now? Whew, let's see. And how far have you traveled? And where you know all that. Well, with the old band, we we played a lot further out. We did some stuff in Nashville and all that. And as a solo artist, um, well, I'll just kind of start from the beginning of that. After the yeah. band ended, I didn't touch my guitar for months. I mean, I I was working for my the current job I'm at, a different position, but I was uh, up north helping clean up after one of those major fires i remember that and it was just super depressing i just gone through this big life-changing event and i was just distracted by the work up there and eventually i just got burned out and i hadn't touched my guitar for months and i thought you know what i just need to get away from it all hopped in my car started driving east ended up in oklahoma hung out with some family and then a friend she saw i was like close to tennessee and she She's from the Bay Area originally. I met her at a, we opened up for Joe Nichols one night, the Cat Country LAC yeah. concert. And she sang the national anthem for there. Her name's Allie Seeley. Great country artist, great, phenomenal singer. She's just hitting Tootsies and Rippies, all the bars on Broadway in Nashville. She's playing every night, multiple times a night. And she saw I was in Oklahoma. She said, hey, you need to come out to Nashville and, and, We'll, we'll do some shows. We'll write some music. I'm like, okay, I guess. I didn't even have my guitar with me. Oh, so wow. I, I end up cruising out there after a week in Oklahoma. And we just worked on some stuff. Uh, I don't think we actually got any writing done. We just <clears> kind of <throat> just hung out. And I just vented a lot to her. Oh, I bet. And then she said, hey, we need to get you uh, some, some, some gigs. So she contacted um, Rippies that she plays at. And so she brought me up on stage for a couple of songs there. And she got me a gig at another bar. I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called, but I had a whole set to myself. Mm. My old producer from my old band came out and all the songwriters I'd worked with, they came out. And that was the first time I'd played and performed since the old band ended. So it was, it was kind of poetic in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, did you feel like you picked up where you left off or was there like a ring rust or it, like a rust? or It was definitely rusty. Calluses? Oh yeah. The calluses were less. And also I... I wasn't used to being the complete center of attention because it was a duo before. Yeah. And I wasn't the best looking one of the band. So I thought so. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I appreciate I, I, that. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, was, I was telling Justin, I was like, dude, if it was Scott or Maggie, I'd probably pick Scott. No, you but know, it's the beard. Well, thank you, man. The thank beard, you. man. When you shave the beard and everyone was like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I don't care. I like the beard. You know, I was like, man, I, I, and without the beard, I'm like, ooh, innocent. You know, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a good looking guy right there, man. So <laughs> fresh cut and everything, man. This, this podcast just turned left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I wasn't used to being the, the center of attention. I mean, mm-hmm. I was used to either the attention being split or a lot of times she's saying lead on most of the stuff. Yeah. So I had to get used to that. And I hadn't, for larger shows, I hadn't experienced that in, ever really how was that for you though when you found out you could and keep well when i performed those shows in nashville i i I got the bug man i was like okay i i can do better than that because i felt like i didn't do the best people enjoyed it but i thought i can do better than that yeah so i ended up driving home i I had to go back for work so my boss texted me on a saturday night and said you have to be back at work on monday 
in California and I was out in Nashville. I'm like, oh crap. So I drove back to California in two days. Dang. Drove from Nashville to Albuquerque one day and then Albuquerque to Mariposa the next and then back to work. And then from there, I just started hitting up Instagram, all the old venues I used to play at. I started saying, hey, what kind of availability do you have? I'm performing again. Because all those people have been reaching out to me to play. Like, hey, mm -hmm. we miss you. Are you going to play anymore? And I told them before, like, I don't know. But now I'm like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Dude, so. I'm glad you're doing it, man. Because, again, I'm a big fan. I remember when, because um, you got COVID, you are supposed to come down. Like a full circle one time. Yep. That was that, what, three weeks, four weeks ago? Yeah, a month ago? Yeah, and I was going to go. I was like, oh, man. You know, because again, yeah. I miss I miss you guys' vibe, dude. Your vibe, man. And now that you're doing your own, I'm like really happy for you. You know, so after like Tennessee coming back, you said you got back, was was just music and playing. Mm -hmm. Was that just on the brain, on the daily? All the time. Yeah. I started writing a lot more. I started learning a bunch of songs, relearning a bunch of the old songs mm -hmm. and reworking some stuff and that's all i could think about was just like rebuilding the brand because mm -hmm. he had a, i mean i couldn't do the same thing i did before yeah and plus i kind of didn't want to um i mean country music's fun and everything but for our country i wasn't too hip on continuing to sing about daisy dukes pickup trucks that kind of country yeah i wanted to yeah i mean know. the beer's great and all well, but yeah. but there's enough songs about it so i started just Going back to my Americana folk roots and kind of mix it in with a little bit of country and and I just started building my own sound back up. And nice. It, now, how difficult was that for you to like build, find your brand, find your identity, find you in all that to get like have you come out that guitar? You know, like your whole everything. It takes a lot. I mean, it, it, I'm still working on it. I mean, as an artist, I don't think you should ever stop working on that because mm. artists they do change over time. And for where I was. Um, when I first started the solo thing again from to where I am now, my st sound has still changed quite a bit because I'm still rediscovering who I am as an artist. <clears throat> and as my so as I write more songs, they kind of morph into the a, a new kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's always evolving. Yeah. So now in saying that then, man, um, is it difficult for like a male artist rather than like a female artist to hit it big or? That... There's there's some yeses and nos. There are a lot more male artists who do get noticed and ha seem to have a little bit more of a, a head up. And a lot, I know a lot of female artists. I have, I'm friends with a lot of them, and they have a real tough time getting the attention they want and the mm. respect that they deserve because um, the industry is very biased, and they have the specific type of look and sound that they want the women to fit in. Wow. And they don't always fit into that. You, guys will, will just do anything. <laughs> I mean, you could just yeah. get a guy. He can't even sing that great, but he plays guitar and he looks good and put him on stage. And it, or, out of him, huh? or just an old crusty guy with a guitar <laughs> singing about just weird stuff and he'll still make it big. But women have a harder time to break out on that scene. Mm. I mean, there's plenty of great artists out there, but getting people to notice him or sign him or whatever, promote them yeah. is, is a hard thing. Men have it. Easier, I feel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, that's kind of that's kind of where my mind is. Like, like he's seeing you every time I see you post. That, my mind goes everywhere, dude. I'm mm -hmm. like thinking about like if I was Scott, how would I, you know, handle promote? Because you're your own promoter too. Dude. I do everything on my own. Yeah, yeah. my own booking agent, my own manager, my own promoter, merch, uh, 
me I write my own merch social media songwriter a lot of guys Dude. don't write their own songs either you're the grip you're the yep. setup crew yeah i'm Jeez. everything man i mean so that's tough my bus driver well not yeah, bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude by the way you have a dope car like thank you i appreciate it man man but no i know and it's like it's packed so you do everything you know so that's kind of like what my that my main thing was like is it how have you seen your struggle in doing coming back coming okay. off like you said the toughest time two years being off you know what the experience is like coming back how have you seen where has like been your biggest struggle well, we had such a big following with it with the with Cottonwood Creek. I yeah. mean, we had tons of fans on all the social medias. We had records out. I mean, we had substance to push. We mm -hmm. had people that were booking us for larger shows. We were open open for big artists. I mean, Jake Owen, wow, Joe Nichols, um, Lauren Elena. I mean, just about everybody except for like the top tier, like. Garth Brooks, not people like that, but a lot of the stuff you're hearing on the radio, a lot of those artists, when they come into town, into California for radio tours, we'd well, be opening well, up a lot of those shows. Well, I remember you guys did like a Chris Stapleton thing too, right? You guys did like a cover just to show, hey, hey, dude, pick us up or something like that. You guys did I'll, like... We did, we did a bunch of covers yeah. and stuff, yeah. But, but from going from there to that level, we're playing, playing festivals with like 10,000 people or like nice. theaters with like 13, 1,600 people, 2,000 people in the theater packed, opening up for big artists. Going from there to back to where I was at, it really humbled me. I mean, we still played smaller shows back then. Like, we'd, be, we'd play in front of 2,000 people one day and then a backyard party the next. Yeah. But going from having all those highs to back down to pretty much starting over. Like the Chris Stapleton song, Starting yeah. Over. Another great one. Come um, on. Yeah. But... That was that was a hard for me. I mean, it's a big ego check too. It's huge. I mean, because the only person I could depend on now is myself, mm. and um, just building that fan base back up is it's is difficult. I mean, especially since you change your sound from people what people expected from you from the past. That was a big change too, because they were expecting me to keep playing the type of stuff I did before. I still play some of those songs, but I'm different now. I mean, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Now that now that I'm now you said that, you know, like have you felt like people's expectations kept you stunted or kept you feeling not going to the next or that new identity or that new you? A little bit, yeah. I still feel that. Depends on the venue I play. Like if I play like like bars I used to play at before, um, they expect the same thing. And so I usually appease the crowd, play a bunch of the old songs, and towards the end of the night, I'm usually just doing mainstream country covers because yeah. that's what people will actually listen to. Mm -hmm. But in like theater settings, when I play things like that, I feel I can express myself more as the artist I am now. Mm. But yeah, I still feel like people expect nothing but country out of me and getting them to listen to the other stuff is, is more of a, it's more tricky. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, cause I can't, I mean, I'm not an artist, man, but I feel like as a creator, podcaster and what I do here for my business, I feel like a lot of people expect, you know, well, you're not like Joe Rogan or you're not like these guys. You're not like this. You're not like that. How come you're not, you know, you know, it's like, I think one thing I've learned, man, is, you know, and I think you as an artist, you know, it's, it's like I, at some point you're just like, you know, who cares? Yeah. I, I got know? to that point. Yeah. When did that but, point happen? And when did you realize and notice that point? I think when I started back up, I, I, I just wanted to just, make everybody happy i just want to hit the road do it all hard and then uh about about a year of 
not quite meeting my own expectations. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going about this the wrong way. That's when I started putting out my, my own solo music, um, started writing more. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. I turned down a lot of gigs that I yeah. just hated doing. And uh, I liked it. it. They just weren't good for me anymore. Mm. I started ref- like picking up other places, focusing on different things. Well, well were you saying that? This makes me think, you know, because a lot of times, because I, I can relate to that in a sense, to a certain extent, that I left a lifestyle being a pastor, a youth pastor for a mm-hmm. long time. You know, we're out. And we're at this point now, me and my family, we have three teenagers, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy, dude. I'm 41. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm it's not old. I'm old, you know. But the thing is, is though, we sometimes, when we come back to certain familiarities, mm-hmm. we think that's where I want to pick up where I left off. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves, you know, I'm going to pick up where I left off. No, you know, here's an opportunity to actually start over and leave what was in the past in the past or you're, you know, and I think that's what I'm getting from you, you mm-hmm. know, because we haven't talked and hung out or, you know, really chilled in a long time since the music video. Oh, yeah. You know, especially then after communicating during post-production, you know. And so, man, dude, I, that, I really, that, that, I, that connects with me, dude, because I can see that you're really, you had to re-identify yourself. You, you, you left a marriage, a, a situation that puts you in a position like, you know, I just, you know, I'm done. Because yeah. like you said, you were, I remember the podcast with Micah, you're like, there's this big old fires going on. They set me up because of the company I work with, but my marriage was this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I keep my job? Two fires going. Yeah. You know, so sometimes. Both of them you couldn't stop. Yeah. And see, sometimes we get caught on like, well, I want to go back to what's familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, then we think we're following our dreams. No, we're actually doing it because of an expectation. Dude, man, I am poking <laughs> up in here, boy. You're good, man. You gotta you gotta follow what your heart wants, and on. and you gotta go with the the flow of your of how do I put it with your intuition. Yeah, I mean, my intuition was to like I wanted to keep doing the same thing, but it wasn't working. I thought, you know what, do my own thing. Was that why you shaved the beard? That the was that was right before the split. And I was like, I think I was just trying to like. Do you my, think that was your source of power and that, like, like Samson and it's like, you lost I don't know. everything? I, I, I don't know. I just went through a crisis. I wanted a change and I thought maybe a change would save something, yeah. but nah. Mm. It, yeah. You know, and, I, and again, I don't want to rehash, but again, I'm trying to figure out because the thing is, man, when it comes down to Still Here Podcast is always going to be this podcast of um, tell the story behind the glory. Oh, yeah. Because everyone sees like Scott's you know, back on it, he's killing it. No, 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 but. Took me a while to get back. Yeah, here. I mean, and so everyone thinks now he has it together. Sometimes we think even when we're at a not not I don't want to say our highest peak, but when we're just in our stride, everyone thinks everything's still perfect. No, man, we're still dealing with this and this. Oh yeah, when no one's like shouting and screaming, ah, it's like you're home by yourself. You're like just me and my guitar. You yeah, know? and oh, so yeah. that's what that's the vibe I'm getting from you, man. I know I know it's getting like hella deep and the whiskey's kicking in. <laughs> you know, good, man. I'm feeling nice and warm. Are you good? Are you hot? Are you good? Anything? I'm man? good. I'm good. Shout out to Proper Twelve for keeping Shout it warm out in here. Connor McGregor, man, <laughs> dude. So no, I mean at at the end of it, man, I feel like that's what brings the best out of you, the best music, the best podcast, the best topics, the best you know conversations, mm-hmm. man. Um, so let's dive into now like your music because okay. you said you have a lot of experience, you have a lot of situations. Do you write? Does that do you write from your experiences? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I didn't go through 
the trials and tribulations the last couple of years, I wouldn't mm. have wrote, written a damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I haven't really written anything about that particular situation. I have songs that pertain to it. They, they could be related to that, but they're about like different people or just experiences mm. that I, that, I, that I know the feeling of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, just from my own experiences and some stuff I write based on like other people what they've mm-hmm. gone through, but most of them are just from feelings I've felt, nice things that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And hey, I I write a lot of sad songs. I mean, it's far and few between that I write a happy song, but every well, once in a while you get one. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that's in, that's that's nothing wrong with that, man. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are sad. There, there are a lot of people that are hurt. There are a lot of people that's left a situation or left something and they need something to relate to. Oh, they yeah. need something to know that am I alone? Exactly. And they hear a dope song like yours. Like, oh, that's me right there. Exactly. You know? People always think that they listen to sad songs and make them sadder. No, they listen to it to know that they're not the only one that's gone through oh. it. And, and that person that sang that song is still there mm-hmm. doing it. And it's like, hey, if if they're still doing it after they wrote a dang song about it, it's there's still something there. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's kind of the authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're able to be vulnerable and put yourself out there, especially in your craft, because I remember it was at Justin, because I had started a podcast with, or I joined a podcast with another friend of mine before this one. And um, he's like, and he listened to one of my podcasts. He's like, dude, it's good stuff. I'm not going to lie, it's really good. He's like, but are you sure you want to put that out there? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right, <laughs> you know, but then and again, but again, that's what people relate to the authenticity. Mm. Right now, I have this a, a friend of ours, or not a friend, but just a fan, I would say, or someone that follows the podcast on still here. She calls me a spiritual gangster. Hey, yeah, man, you know, because everything I'm saying is like very spiritual, very uplifting. But she knows I'm still gangster. You know, I'm still hood. It don't look like <laughs> it, but she's like, man, you're a spiritual gangster. Hashtag spiritual gangster. Like she. Comment at one of my posts. So, and it's like if if I'm connecting with people like that or on a larger on a larger audience, then I feel like I'm. That's why I'm here. Oh yeah, you man. know. And yeah. so, I feel like as a musician, because music heals the soul. Oh yeah, it does. You oh, know? it definitely does. How how's it like helped you? Like when you're in a session, you're at home. I feel like I'm not. I'm in my. I'm in my feels right now. Like how's that? How's that help you? Like, it helps me get off my chest, man. It was when I write about something that's really bugging me. When I get it out onto paper or into my the notes on my phone, mm-hmm. or just record it on my my voice memo app, once I get get it out, I mean, I, I feel like I can move on from it, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe that's why I don't write happy music because I don't want to move on from being happy. But are you? I feel like you're really happy though. <laughs> I'm a I'm a happy dude. Yeah, I you, mean, you, there's nothing about you that just my seems... sad times are behind me for now. That's, so that's hopefully they stay that way. Yeah, no, you. I feel like God willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, shots fired. No, <laughs> no, I'm happy, man. No. I'm, I'm having a good part in my life. Got good people in my life. Are you dating? You have someone in your life? I, right I, I do, I yeah, do, and I am. Ladies, he is off the table. Dang it, that means he's off the table for me. Damn it, Scott. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but that's dope. I mean, I'm so happy to hear that because, again, man, the way I love to connect with people, connect with artists is if I see, if I know the story, and that's mm-hmm. where I can feel like, man, that's real. You know, I remember at some point I was at my lowest and there was a song like when, dude, this is probably make me emotional, but when I was sick in a hospital, you know, I would put on like worship music, but I would always, I'm a huge Foo Fighter fan. Oh, dude. Bro. Oh, yeah. 
Love Foo Fighters. So was it that song Walk Again? Because I couldn't mm-hmm. walk. I couldn't walk from my living room to my bedroom, my bedroom. I couldn't. I had a wheelchair. They had, oh, gosh, dude, man. It was that I lost like 80% of my muscle mass. And then um, when that song came on in my in my playlist just at the hospital, dude, I would put that song on repeat. And then when I was released and then December, I would say mid-December, we went Foo Fighters concert mm-hmm. here in, in St. Mar Center. And um, that was my first time around that large of an audience since August. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was scared. I was I was like I didn't want to be out there because of this my sickness and COVID was still a thing, um, but I went and dude that was the night where I just felt like I was free I was screaming my lungs out even though I'm almost gonna pass out, <laughs> but dude Taylor Hawkins dude that hit know, hard man that hit me oh yeah you know and so I mean I forgot my point but the thing was is that I connected with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and to hear and to see that, you know, hear about what happened to him, dude, I, I cried. I literally, but the thing, that's what brought me out of it. That's what, like, music, like you said, heals the soul, man. Oh, it yeah, really, man. I mean, I got these lyrics on my arm are a song that, that term, my, when I was talking about when I was living in the van and, and I was just going on a, a bad path through life. I heard this song. It's by a songwriter by the name of Gregory Allen Isakov. And it's, is when I first started getting back into folk music. I heard this song and I thought, that is amazing. What it, does it say? It says, remember when our songs were just like prayer, like gospel hymns that you called in the air. Come down, come down, sweet reverence, and to my simple house and ring. Mm. And I heard that. I'm like, you know what? There's still plenty that I got to do. There, there's still there's still some writing left in me, some, some music, and there's still some living I got to do. I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't at the edge per se, but I was, I was going down a bad path and that kind of just made me think, you know what? I want to write songs like that. I want to write songs that make other people feel something or relate to something. So that song just stuck with me. And from there on, got a new acoustic guitar, started putting the pen to paper and you get a Taylor or a Martin. I've got a Taylor and a Martin. This is my Gibson right here. Or Gibson. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my new baby right there. About eight grand, I bet. Not quite that much, but Bro, it's it's I've seen some. It's less than eight, more than two. Mm. Bro, Somewhere I'm a big fan there. of that. I have a dude, I want I was when I was trying to, you know, at least get into worship and play, I had a I forgot the yeah, I forgot the name, but it's just a low end brand. I got it for like six, seven hundred bucks. It still sounds like crazy. Ibanez or something or uh no, dang it. Breedlove. No. I'll throw names out there. Epiphone. No, not Epiphone. It's, it's it's I don't know, man. It was better than the cheap and but not expensive. Takamini? No. I don't know. Lily has it, but we'll show, we can show do you it for days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, I Seagull. love Man, what the heck? I know seagulls are big in worship music, but I'm confused, you know, <laughs> um, but dude, no, but again, I love the fact that again, like that scripture alone, that, that right there speaks. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's just about, about life, man. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's very humbling. Cause I like how when you, when, cause I gotta, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get into your music. I mean, oh, we're going to get into I it. I need to get into that, man. Um, so I'm trying to change genres. I'm trying to change it up. Cause I'm so used to like Foo Fighters driving. I need something to calm me down. Cause I get too amped up. Mm-hmm. I get too far ahead of myself. And music does that to me, you know. If I'm listening, like, you know, today was a good day by Ice Cube, man. I'm, I'm going 100 miles an hour, you know. <laughs> Lincoln Park, you know, crawling in 
and I'm like going 100 miles an hour. I couldn't see anyone speeding to my music. <laughs> yeah. Well, some songs maybe. Yeah, was it uh, was it on uh, old other guys? You know, the R- Little River Band. Friday night on the down to do do. You know, I feel like I'm a cruise to your songs, dude. You know, but I lo- again, again, when you put yourself on there, I feel like that's where you connect with people, man, and that's where I feel like you get a good real fan base because they think I can connect with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, Because in person like this, we're having this conversation. We have a history. We've worked with each other. And it's oh, yeah. great. We positive. go way back. We go way back. But the thing is, though, when you can connect with somebody without having that, that's real. You know, that's real authenticity. And music does that. Yeah, that, that's know? that's a blessing of music, man. You don't have to... The music does all the talking for you. Mm. Now, what has been like your recent experiences when people talk about or at a gig or performing somewhere and they come like dude that song or you know what, what what's what's a, like a dope memory that you've had i i've had well recently um someone came up to me after a show um this was in i believe in merced at the manzer theater and um this woman came up to me after the show and i sang a song actually i might might play this song later for you yeah, um, you guys are you guys are gonna have a live performance. Well, you already heard it, so but you guys, it's a good song. But yeah, go ahead. for this song. Yeah, um, it's called "I Do My Best." It's about just uh, I guess you could say it's inspired by bad love and good whiskey, but um, it's about just hiding away after something something bad and just missing someone and just yeah. trying to get on with it, just doing your best. And uh, she came up to me and she said, hey, that song means a lot to me. I went through a divorce and, and then I heard your song and I, it just, it gave me, gave me hope and gave me something mm. to look forward to. I mean, it's not a happy song by any means, but she's related to it and that's what was important to her. And she handed me a hundred dollar tip. I'm like, nice. thank you. Well, one, one thing I love <laughs> about that, because I remember... Um, there was a podcast or, or a topic I talked about. Sometimes I feel like a lot of people need to stay in that. You know, don't worry about it. You know. <laughs> but do I think we need to stay in it? If you're if you're angry, be angry. If you're bitter, be bitter. If you're I'll hurt, feel it. Be feel hurt. all the feels. Yeah, go through it because when the day comes when you come from it, you'll know that feeling, and you never want to go back to it. Exactly. You know, ooh, learn it, feel it. You know, and you, dude, feel free to use that as song, and I'm a, I'll, you know, just I'm a ghostwriter. But <laughs> the thing is, I, I think credit. that's where if people learn to s- stay in it, to see how they like it, if they want to stay in it, mm. or that's where I feel like people learn from and not go back. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. just repeating myself. You know, so I think that's what helped me with a lot of my hurts, a lot of my people burning me, a lot of people, mm-hmm. my experiences, especially in church. You know, because church people are the worst type of people, man, especially when they burn you, you know, and so especially when they've gotten everything out of you, you know. So and I think when you can connect with somebody either through a podcast, having talking about specific topics or putting yourself on a paper, man, and putting mm-hmm. yourself in lyrics and chords, you get those moments. And I feel like that's where I feel because I, I do believe in God, man. I still believe mm-hmm. in that. He's, you know, that's just my faith and my foundation. And I feel like that's where you connect and help change lives, be an impact. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and so, and I think music does that. I do believe that you know it does that. And the thing that songwriters have to kind of like learn to do, and and you, when you do feel those things, you go through it, you can get over it, but you don't want to forget it. Mm. A songwriter has, I mean, as a songwriter, 
I can put myself right back to where I was in those times and to just to write a song. I mean, let's yeah. say, hey, I want to write a song about this. So I got to mentally kind of put myself temporarily back tap in that in. spot, tap into that, yeah. but not fully immerse. Mm-hmm. I mean, or else I could yeah. get back. <laughs> It'll take you back. <laughs> yeah, but you, you want to remember it, but you don't want to relive it. Yeah, I mean, that's so true, man, now that you said that, because there are moments I've experienced it. It's like, I want to, because again, these topics I talk about, I get real. I Like my last podcast I shot last week is about counting the cost. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't count. Bible says count the cost, man. If you want to use this in any aspect of life, if you want to start a business, you know, be a musician, mm-hmm. what's it going to cost you? Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, if you want to jump in a relationship, leave a relationship, if you want to quit that job to do whatever, you know, the time is going to take you away. Count the cost, figure it out. If you don't do that, you're going to have to pay for You only have to pay for it at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I channel my experiences from my past. Man, I feel like I'm slurring. I'm so sorry, guys. You know, it's like, <laughs> lightweight. Yeah, I am, man. It's been a while, dude. I'm You're like, good, man. You know, but the Make thing is, like that's I think I channel. <laughs> well, I channel my, that's how, like, a lot of my topics come in. Me and my wife will talk, you know, and certain feelings or certain smells or certain things remind me of how I felt. And sometimes that's where I feel like I live authentic, especially on the show. I'm not perfect. I have I've I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, he thinks he's perfect because he's talking about it or he's no nah, man. I'm actually in it. If you hear me talking about it, that's what I'm dealing with and I'm struggling with, you know. And oh, I'm, no, I'm yeah. open to talk about it, you know. And so and I feel like being a podcaster, you know, talking about real topics, being a musician and singing about real issues and not just put it out there for a trending sake. That's not me. I know that's not you. Mm. You know, because again, I don't get that. I've never got that once from you. Everything I've gotten from you. It's just authenticity, man. It's like, man, I would date Scott. <laughs> He's a dope dude. <laughs> Thank you, you know? man. I appreciate you. This is where you. I totally get gay now. <laughs> but, I don't want to have to fight your wife. <laughs> but I will if I have to. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you know? But no, I mean... Brought to you by Proper 12. <laughs> Proper 12. Conor McGregor. <laughs> that, nothing against Conor McGregor there. Don't come for me. I, I would make out with Conor McGregor. <laughs> you know? Steven, get close. He likes the beards. The beards, bro. You guys have a power beard. I can't look at it. See this? I shaved today. In about three or four weeks, I'll get like a stubble. So I get like a four-week shadow. You know? <laughs> Shave for you. You just take the tweezers, pluck, pluck, pluck. Dude, I'm done. I wish, man. Like my son is trying to grow his. I, bro, we're native, and we're not hairy people, man. He's like, look, dad, that's my mustache. I was like, hold on, gone. Why like, wiped that off? It's just dirt, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But the power beard is so real, man. What were we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. This whiskey's kicking in, boy. But I don't know, I, dude. I, I think at the end of it, when it comes down to it, you again, man. When you are when your your craft speaks for you, that's when people connect. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? And I'm, it, I'm like excited to know that. Obviously, I've always known that, but dude, I'm so glad you're like walking in your passion. You're walking in your your purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I can't see myself doing anything else. I mm-hmm. mean, when when I first started playing, I didn't quite know what I want to do with my solo stuff, and I didn't have my own identity. And I think people kind of picked up on that. They're like, oh, he's just doesn't know quite what he's doing. So I was playing a couple places, but once I started like <clears throat> being more confident about my own songs and kind of pushing it out there and um, people started picking up my attitude and my performances and they said, okay, this guy handles himself in a certain way on stage. Yeah, uh, They, they resonate with that. And then more and more venues started reaching out to me and now I'm, 
I'm busier than I've ever been in my life. Even nice. before, even be- with Cottonwood Creek. I mean, I'm playing two, three, four shows a week and working a full-time job on top of that. Now, do so. you, you want to quit that job eventually just do this? It would be nice. I don't know who listens to this podcast. But, we got people. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone, I, I don't want to say anything bad about the company. I mean, I, I enjoy the job I'm doing right now. And, but of course, my dream as an artist is to do it full time. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a time frame for that. In case anyone's listening. Come on. But, let's uh, go. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, that'd be, it'd be great to do that full time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm not too far off from being able to do that. Uh, but I don't get health insurance for playing music. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that's where like counting the cost comes in. The that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause again, man, I had a, we had a Liz on the owner of CDT Cocina down in tower. She talked about her restaurant and the beginning stages when she started gotten into debt. She was doing good. She had like one good day out of the month or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is it. This is why we're doing this, man. We're following our dream. But then the whole rest of the month is like just downhill bills, debt. You know, and I think when you're not trying to set yourself up for the future, you're not you're, you're not building on the right foundation. Yeah. You know, I shot this one reel. And a shout out to, because I'm a big fan of Rob Deerdick. Rob Deerdick. Oh, he's fantastic. Bro, a mogul. And his wife's from Los Banos. Yeah. yeah she was friend. She, she knew Maggie back in the day. What? Oh yeah. That's connections. Connections, man. Two degrees of separation. Come on. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He said, um, he says the life I lived now, I thank myself for doing what I did 15 years ago. I thank myself 15 years ago for me setting myself up for today. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, I thank myself for who I was. Because, dude, because the life I'm living now is because of that. And I think a lot of people don't. They just get in, like, caught up in emotions and the hype. It's like, well, you got to remember, there's more than just dropping 20 grand on a podcast and just thinking, oh, let's hope. No, we got to work in it. There's a work. Good thing. Being an artist. Good things come to those who work their ass off. Mm -hmm, Come on. I mean, you got to make hard decisions. And that's hard work, too. Making the hard decisions. That was legitness. That was legitness. (laughs) Dude, you're so real because, again, so many people, and again, like my podcast last week, counting the cost, man, a lot of people get wrapped up in the emotions of the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, but they think, well, reality is, I hope, I wish. No, reality is like, no, not right now. I work. Yeah, I work. I work. I work at it. Struggle. All the struggle makes for better songs, too. Ooh, let's go. You know, (laughs) but I feel like that's the... um, that's the authenticity of it, man. Mm-hmm. That's the blood, sweat, and tears. People can see through the bullshit, and they'll mm. they'll drop you like that. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's what's helped uh, still here podcast is that they know me. People know me. That's why some people call me that spiritual gangster, you know. <laughs> and it's like, no, man, people know. Like, I mean, I grew up in a good Christian home, man, but the the neighborhood and the lifestyle I grew up, especially when I was in high school, the streets, oh. man, know when you're they know when you're just fake. Oh yeah, you know, and so and they when, know when you're for the streets. Yeah, dude, but they know if you're not or if you're if you're front, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I feel like you said, man, it's, it's authenticity, bro. So, you know, let's get into now because I know you, you talked about being a music producer and or be, being being an artist, you know, producing your own music, writing. Because you went to Nashville, and I heard that you know, I think you were, I think you or Maggie, I was talking to, because you guys said you have to keep your music on the low. Because people try to steal you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to keep it on lockdown. You got to protect yourself. You got to 
we got to do things the right way. You got to make sure your copyrights are in order, mm-hmm. your songwriting rights, your publishing rights. I mean, people will, will jump all over that. And if you don't keep an eye on it, <laughs> they can get it from you, whether it's they say, hey, can I use this song for blah, 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 just sign this. And all of a sudden they own the rights to your stuff. So you got to wow. be careful. <laughs> Has that happened to you? No, thank okay. God, no. But That's what's up. We, we, we kept everything pretty pretty close to the vest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, people can still enjoy the music. It's out there, but it's protected. I mean, we have copyrights, publishing mm-hmm. rights. And I mean, we have people that share some of those publishing rights with us. So you have royalties and all that. Someone plays oh, yeah. it or yeah, that's, nope. Dude, that's what's up. Good for you. You know, so now what, um, let me ask you this now in saying that, because it's a different time. Everything's mm-hmm. app, Apple, you know, Apple Music, Spotify. Oh, yeah. It's not like you can burn a CD and make a million CDs and sell them. How does how does that come into play? Because if it's like, hey, I, I dropped a new album, it's on iTunes, it's on, you know, Spotify, it's on mm-hmm. SoundCloud. How do you make money from that? How you do don't. You, the only way you make money is if you're Taylor Swift. I mean, when it comes to streaming, you get like what one one thousandth thousandth of a penny every play. Let's say someone listens to your song on Spotify a thousand times, you get one penny. I don't know what the numbers are right now. It's could have it could have changed, but I mean, it's broken down similarly to that. Wow. I mean, don't come after me, Spotify. But um, but no, the 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 money is still it's not with the music um, streaming at all. Yeah. Album sales, physical sales that shows selling your actual record. People still buy those because they like to have something. They like to hold something. Yeah. Um, merchandise, T-shirts, hats, stickers, whatever. People buy that like crazy at shows. Um, tickets to shows and venues paying you. That, that's where the income comes from. The music itself doesn't pay, but it will pay in the long run because it'll draw people in. Mm. Have you thought about doing like what Kanye did? And drop, uh, he put everything on like on a speaker Bluetooth device. And it, my buddy Ray bought Kanye's latest album, Donda or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like you can only get it through Kanye and the speaker cost with all that music on there is like 250 bucks. See, I've, I, I'll, I'll admit I, I, was, I was in the dark about that. I heard something about that. I know the name of the record, but I didn't know exactly what he did yeah. to. Because he pulled all his music. That. Or something like that. And I mean, I can still play it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like he's selling his new stuff. Like you only get it through me. Okay. You know, it's like if you want it, new album, I'll put a teaser out. I'll put something out. I think Garth Brooks has something similar to that oh, too. You ever think about doing that? Uh, th- that only works if you're somebody already. You are somebody, man. <laughs> Partner with me. And I'm, I'm the type of guy. I want to help, dude. <laughs> I want to help people. I really do. I want to be like, dude, because I feel like. Again, That's why I appreciate you. Dude, I feel like when it comes down to it, when you support others, you know, because I had a friend of mine. Shout out to Chris Wilson, Andre Andrade. Praise to you, girl. I know you find chemo right now, but I had her, I had her on the show and Chris Wilson was sitting there. He's like, dude, you know what you can do for people that want to start podcasts? And me before I was like, I'm not telling nobody my ideas. I'm going to be selfish, you know. <laughs> If you're going to, if I put in the work, you got to put in the work. And so he kind of, he put me in my place. You know, he was like, dude, you know, Joe Rogan could have done that, but who has he helped? How many people say I'm here because of Joe Rogan? You know, and like the setup I have now, a lot of people trip out, you know, because I know a lot of people are doing this, man, but I've watched their podcast and they're still struggling. There's still things. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is fantastic. I'm blessed. I didn't have this two years ago. 
you know? So again, it takes like an effort. It takes like the real, like the mindset counting the cost, mm-hmm. you know? So now I feel like when it comes down to it, man, when, when you essentially put yourself out there to help others first in yourself, that's where I feel like people connect. And I feel like that's what you have. When you say, I'll be honest, that offended me when you said, I'm just nobody, dude, you are. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. You put a lot of work in, man. I believe me, I'm, I've been a big fan of you since day one, mm-hmm. you know, you and Maggie, you know? And so when it comes down to it, I feel like even if it's 10, there's 10 people that probably would buy that. And each one of those people is very important. No one's more yeah. important. No fan is more important than the other. Mm-hmm. They're all without any of them. I wouldn't be doing this. I so mean, if you put out a one of a kind album that only 10 people have, just think of the status alone of where you put out. Cause again, it starts somewhere. Of course. So of I course. would say, okay. honestly, let's work on something. Let's set up a production. I'll help you out. And bro, let's put something out that exclusively people get on Patreon. You know, that's what I've been talking about lately. I need to start a Patreon five or something. People, 10 people. Cause you got to remember there's five or 10 people that's like, they love you that much. You know, that if there's one person that I connect with on this show, that's, that's why I do this. Well, if shoot, one man. person you connect with, with your music. That's why you do this, you know? And I feel like that's the message. Of all this, you know, all I'm right. very passionate right now. Man, the let's do it. Shout out. No, let's do something, 12. man. No, seriously. I'm down. I mean, I've got, I mean, my, my immediate plans for my music. I need to get product out there for people. I need visual stuff for them to see. I need to get some of my songs recorded. I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest hurdle right now. It's because I've been spoiled by being in Nashville, doing the record out there, the old <laughs> band. I got spoiled by that good sound. Yeah. And I started doing some recording at home and I'm like getting frustrated because like it doesn't sound as good as it does in Nashville. Yo, this, well, well this, hit up Duffy from Micah's. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Bro, I've I've heard some of his mixes. I love what he does with uh, Micah's podcast, dude. I mean, again, it's connecting. I don't mind. Let me know what I can do because I want to help you, man. I really want to be a part of something like that, man. Because again, if I'm not helping people, then... I don't want to be accused of just a person trying to get my own, make my own clout, do all mm. that. You know, I don't want to be that no, guy. I mean, no one wants to be alone when they yeah. do it. it it's fun, like, to, fun to bring people with you. It's so dope because it's funny. Last week, last week's podcast, you know, I talked about obviously um, counting the cost, but it's like, I'm not doing this to be cool. If mm. I was to go viral, to go trendy, do all that. I mean, it's, it's not going to work because I'm 41 me and my wife been married 17 years. Congratulations. We're not trying to be cool. There's nothing cool You're about You're already cool. You guys are naturally <laughs> cool. You don't try because you already are. You, you don't know, have to I try. I appreciate that. I really appreciate <laughs> You know, but the thing is, though, that's how real it is, man, because I'm not just trying to be the next thing. You no, know? if I wanted to be cool, I I, I would have changed so much about my life. I mean, I it, think you're pretty cool. But, I think well, thank you. Hot. You know, this is, this is not. <laughs> it, is, it is the middle of summer. I'm it's like 105 out there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You know, but again, I mean, I'm down to help because, again, that's where I feel like the podcast stands is to help others, you know, because, dude, again, like I said before, two years ago, I didn't have none of this. I was borrowing gear still. Oh, yeah. Like when I shot your video, dude, I didn't own a, my own gear. I had to borrow like three of my buddies' cameras. Well, I'm glad you borrowed. I'm glad your buddies let you borrow them. Bro, I mean, it was so dope because the- now it's time for you to be that buddy. That's, dude, you are so. That was legitness. That was legit. Dude, you're so. And that's where I feel like Chris Wilson, when he was on duty, and Andrea just laughed at me when I said, I'm not trying to give her my secrets. And she laughed. And I felt embarrassed because Chris is like, you know how you can help people, especially here in the Central Valley? Yeah. 
a million other people are doing it, but are they doing it like you know, but they want to, you know, so help. And I feel like that's what changed my mindset, you know, and I think when you put yourself out there to help, be vulnerable and be ready to be taken advantage of or screwed or burned or copied, Mm -hmm. you know, but the thing is, is that, you know what? It's okay. You know, and I feel like as an artist- You're not going to win everything. You're not. No. You know, but the thing is that, like you said, when you connect with the real people, they're going to be like, I know what's real. I'm going to connect with that. You know, so, and I think at the end of it. That's why I wanted to come on with you. I'm like, you know what? Mm. This guy, you're doing it, man. I appreciate and, you. and you're literally, like you said, a genuine guy. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, you think I'm cool. I think you're cool. I appreciate that. I, man, that means a lot, Scott, because it, it's. No one ever told me I was cool. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know? you're, you're not some hack in a garage. I yeah. mean, you're, you're, you're. you're you're Jose, man. I appreciate it. Yes, you guys heard that right there. Go to camera. You heard that. Scott said, I'm Jose. I'm about that Jose life. You know, but other than that, now, we're, what's the goal? What's the, what's the next step? What's the next vision? I know we're talking about, dude, we're mm-hmm. going to work with each other after this. But what's the next goal for you? Where do you feel like, where, where's Scott 2.0, if, 3.0? Okay, let's just paint a picture. If money was not an object, my immediate goal is for my music. Record a record. <clears throat> release it onto socials with video. Well, I don't know if I want to do like a, an EP first with a couple songs or a full record. Um, I've got enough songs written for a full record, but maybe I should just do a couple of my most solid singles, release like a pair of them videos to go along with something visual, do social media campaigns as everyone's doing Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, yeah. I'm more popular on TikTok than anything. And well, we'll talk about that, but go ahead. Well, that's a whole different story. Yeah, there. that's the next topic right now. Because <laughs> that's nothing to do with music. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so that'd be my next step. Record the record, release it with videos. And what what I, my experience with the old band, once you got music out there that people can listen to, something tangible in a product you can sell, that's when you start getting to that next level of shows. You get starting to get bigger mm. shows start to be able to branch out and play further places and more likely that I'll be able to make a living off just music. So yeah, my goals, I've got, I already got the songs written. I'm just, let's do it. Getting to that next step. Maybe Patreon will help me get there financially. I mean, I mean, I've got saving money, but I mean, it's not cheap recording the right way. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, and if I can find the right people to do it for the right price too. Right here. I got you, Scott. Um, Again, man, like this Roadcaster Pro 2 does. Look it up. I'm seriously, you're going to love what this does. I'll check it out, I man, for sure. I really, I would highly tell you to get this because this will change a lot of your recordings, mm-hmm. you know, because well, it's I, I kind of done doing the recording at home thing. I mean, I've got, I've got the mics. I've got, I've spent too much money on microphones. I've got Pro Tools, Logic, all the interfaces and everything, yeah. but... I don't have the patience. I used to have the ear when I was younger. Mm-hmm. My ears aren't what they used to be. I mean, I'm I'm still young. I'm How still thirty four. What the you are? But a I, I spend I spend four nights a week, three hours at a time in front of loudspeakers. I mean, I can still hear, but it it's not as fine as it used to when I was doing all my mixing and before. Hired dude, talk to Duffy. Duffy's oh. fantastic. And, I, yeah, I've heard some of his mixes. I've heard especially what they do with Central Valley, man, podcast, real talk, you know. But I really want to help you out. I really do. Well, you we'll, let me know what we can do. We'll be talking. A few bottles of whiskey. I'm good. 
You know, it's amazing what you can get me to do with whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already very passionate. Well, you, you don't have to right. be worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very passionate right now. You know, but at the end of it, now let's talk about your TikTok because, dude, you've gone <laughs> viral. You've had millions. Many t- I've had, yeah. Um, I've had What's your TikTok handle real quick too. We'll put Scott that Patrick official. Oh, it's show. I like when they say official. That, that's my handle for everything too. Okay. So Instagram, TikTok. Facebook. It's all Scott Patrick official. So why do you have two names as a last name and a first name? Well, after, after Cottonwood Creek split, I mean, everyone knew me as Scott Little. My name is Scott Little. Mm-hmm. My middle name is Patrick. And that fall after everything went down, when I was thinking about like, if I did go back to music, what would I call myself? Would I still go by Scott Little? No, there's already a Scott Little that's out in Nashville, Georgia kind of area. I forgot where exactly he's from, but we're friends on Facebook. But uh, but there's already a Scott Little that's established himself in the country music scene out there. So I was like, okay, I can't go with that. It's Scott Little. He has a Scott Little band. So I thought, you know what? Let's go with my middle name, Scott Patrick. And I, it just kind of stuck from there. What about like Scotty, Scotty Pete? Scotty <laughs> For years, I've joked about that. It will be my rap name. If I ever Scotty. go into hip hop, it'd be Scotty Pete. <laughs> I can see you as a hip hop It's a good like late 90s kind of sound. <laughs> yeah. Like almost a Run DMC type. Run DMC, Masterpiece, Scotty P. Yes, bro. Um, Or like Scotty Patrick or something, man. But, you know, TikTok, though, I follow you, man. And it's like the little things you do are hilarious. Why haven't you like capitalized on that with your music doing that? Every time I post music, no one watches it. TikTok doesn't push it. Dirtbags. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'll I'll make a video one day. It gets 3.5 million views. The next day I post a song, it gets 300 views. TikTok does not push it. Maybe it's because my TikTok brand wasn't built on music. So mm. maybe TikTok just says, okay, this is not what works with this guy. You're Let's an not push that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They say, okay, he makes funny videos. We'll push those. Oh, he does music too. Now funny videos get more views. So they... Keep Why pushing you, the funny you, ones. Well, do you have like, like you said, you have your normal one, a Scotty official, but have you just started anything, just a music, a musician? Nope, not yet. I you, think you I'm. Think you should. I think I'm gonna force TikTok to to start pushing. Ooh, go. I'm gonna try to just like keep posting the music more and more, and I feel also once I get better product, more better production, um, music, full songs and stuff that people would recognize it a little bit more because the stuff is just in my bedroom playing acoustic. Well, I think now, cause dude, after doing this podcast, you know, I do a lot of one-off like motivation, man. I really feel the alcohol kicking in. You know, just, that was a hefty glass, man. Was, I had two, almost half a bottle gone, dude. I'm going to another one, but I feel like now with Instagram, one of my highest videos, and I don't pay attention. I don't pin it. I'm not going to pin it mm. just to show who I had this amount. But I had, like, one of my videos hit 17,000 views. That's good, man. That's real good. And it's like, oh, you know, I was excited. But the thing was, it's like, with Instagram, Instagram changed its whole identity. They want to be like TikTok. Exactly. So yeah. it's no longer a photo app sharing. They're type. even paying businesses yep. to use Reels. So let me ask you, let me tell you this then. Doing covers, quick, Chris Stapleton, mm-hmm. 
you know, slappers, dude. Do you ever think about just doing stuff like that? I used to do it on Instagram all the time. But now it's now it is video based. Now it's IG real based. Well, shoot, maybe I'll start doing it again. I, I've just been so busy doing doing shows and just performing all the time and working full time that the idea of sitting down, setting up all my cameras, recording a cover song, it just it's exhausting now. I mean, yeah. I I barely practice at home anymore because I play eight hours a week on in front of people. Well, let me tell you this. Let me, let me, let me be the, um, I don't want to say big, well, big brother. Cause I am older, <laughs> you know, how bad do you want to not work full time? Oh man. I mean, how like, much I, like if dream. someone told you, Scott, in five years, you're going to be this. What are you going to do now to prepare for that? If someone gave you an exact, time to the second how much would you prepare for that everything i got how much time you would lose of sleep to prepare for that oh who needs sleep man right who needs sleep i so can sleep when i'm where, dead i feel like that's where i'm at you know so that's why i'm i know you i know you have the heart and passion mm -hmm. and a lot of times we do let the work life dude i feel the slurriness <laughs> of my <laughs> alcohol right laura just you know laura's like well, just keep hitting that button right man now. you know but the thing is like i'm if you're willing to Lose the sleep if you're willing to lose that for that, dude. I look back like I, like I said, dude. I'm really slurry. I'm so sorry, guys. But I thank myself. Come on, man, buck up, bro. I'm bucking up. I'm weak sauce right now. But I thank myself 15 years ago for who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what you can do and be, man. Let me know what I can do because, bro, with these reels, what I'm learning on. Because right now on my reels, I average from a thousand, two thousand to maybe five, six. Hey, that's more views. than I get on my. I mean, I don't post reels, but when I do post them, I mean, it's not as common. But when I do post them, I mm -hmm. usually don't get that many views. Just a couple hundred on on Instagram. But I mean. reels though are like because I heard I heard an influencer and I heard a lot of people creators say Instagram now is at that beginning stages of they've given you. The answers to the test. Mm -hmm. Video. Whatever you post as video, just be consistent. You know, if you're on your phone, just get a nice little mic, plug that joint in and be like, you know, sing a song and just say, hey, this was on my heart. Wanted to pop this out. That's it's a good point. That's simple. And dude, that like my audience from Instagram has like, I think what, a month ago, I was like 300, 300 or something followers now i'm like at 501 are you more than i think you're more than 501 i was checked it today yeah so and the thing is though it's just with the consistency and the thing is i'm putting myself out there as far as where i want to be in my i guess in my topics you know because mm -hmm. the reality is, is like people want to hear authenticity people want to oh, yeah. connect with someone real they gravitate towards yeah that. and no matter if they have a 5 million followers or 500 followers they're mm -hmm. like no that's dude that dude's real you know, I feel like as an artist, you can punch so much more out. Because if I had that talent, if I was comfortable singing and not sound nasally and like I'm like congested all the time, <laughs> I would put it out there. You know, and I feel like that's what you have. You have the authenticity. Dude, you have a dope voice. I, Thank you, you know, man. I get lost. I'm like, you know, I look after <laughs> no, You get lost in my beard. Yo, that's can I clap that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Dang it, this whiskey is getting me, boy. But but the reality is, is like when I feel like you want this, man. Mm. And I want to encourage you to step up your IG real game. Because the cheat code is out there. Just do video. I mean, there's a reason why 
every video from TikTok ends up on Instagram uh-huh. because people on Instagram, it, it works up there. Yeah. I mean, it may be like a month later than TikTok had it, but still they post the videos there too. And Instagram pushes the heck out of it. So that's well, no, a good point. It's I need funny to- because a friend, uh, not a friend. I want to say he's a friend because I'm a following for, there's this guy says North border. He's a photographer, mm-hmm. YouTube. I follow him on YouTube because he takes pictures of cars. Pretty dope. I wanted to get into that field, but I'm not patient enough, but <laughs> he's a picture guy. He's like, I want to bring, he's, he said that he wants to bring Instagram back to just the photo app. Mm-hmm. He's a, he broke TikTok because, or not to, but Instagram reels because he shared one picture to and Instagram reels made it a five second frame and made it a video. Mm-hmm. So he had like 27 or 70,000 views on it. Oh yeah. Cause people just kept looking at the picture and it was yeah. repeating and over and over. He put a song on it. Dude, it's that easy. If mm-hmm. you're not willing to put in the work for something that simple, I shared, I took a picture when Fresno was a few weeks ago, a month ago, had the lightning storm and so you know. Oh yeah. So I took some I took a picture of it and it was pretty dope. And I, I shared that picture, dude, and it had a lot of views. I got some followers out of it, and it was just that simple. It made a one frame shot until five five frames, which it made it a video. And so I don't know, man. I think it's all right, all right. I'll post dude, I'll post some you, reels, man. Just, man. You can like me. telling you, you better do it. I'm gonna spank you, Scott. You twist. Well, and I minute. might like it. <laughs> you know, I Maybe might, I might hold off on that. Yeah, I might bite my lip. Oh, mm, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I'm very passionate for the alcohol. <laughs> you know, cheers. You know, you want, hey, you want to top off? Oh, no, I got you got to drive. Got an hour and a half drive after this. I'm sorry, Scott. So, well, we hang I'm out for a little You're bit. You're gonna see Jose at his, at his finest right now. So, oh my goodness, Laura's like, I don't have to I go. I thought we were gonna go eat dinner or something. You want to get dinner after this? I kind of wanted to. Well, let me ask you, babe. Overall conversation, where has this like, where do you think? What do you think so far? <laughs> go on. No, it was great. We could go on for days. Yeah, I didn't know about your TikTok, so I gotta look that up. Now you gotta follow me on the there app, now. Then you get another follower. Everyone, follow me on TikTok. Please. Everybody. Follow I don't know which camera's where. I'm just looking at all of them. Right, give him his camera. Right there, Do there we go. Action. Right here, right here. Right there. Follow oh, Scotty too, hottie boy. <laughs> Well, it's a little hot. No, it is like 105. No, out there. I'm, I'm so glad you came back. I, you know, when Jose had told us the uh, the news about you guys breaking up, he was pretty <coughs> devastated. Yeah, he's all. It was. He's like, I can't not choose. I love her. I love him. I'm just. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose. You just. I just know. I was just being. I just know which choice is right. But you don't have to choose. No, he loves both of you guys. (laughs) I was being very dramatic. But I'm glad you came out. Thank you very much. I mean, and the last uh, podcast you did was also about music, and um, I'm not your only one. Ben. Ben or the long hair. Oh, oh yeah, Ben Naples. Yeah. And, oh yeah, you know music you know is yeah. music's huge. We're friends on Facebook. <laughs> music is huge. You oh, know, yeah. um, it influences us. You know, it can have a positive influence or a negative influence. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're still continuing with your music. And of course, and, I wouldn't do anything you know, else. I love, nice. I love that you love that. That's so cool. I can't play in any instruments. I can sing. I can keep a tune, mm-hmm. but I just could not get the guitar. But I see my girl. I like how you see guitar. That's how I say it too. That's how my grandma said she's from Tennessee. So the guitar. Guitar. Oh, but maybe it's because I have the headphones. But uh, my my daughter's learning. And I was like, man, I love that. That's and awesome. That's one thing that attracted me to Jose when he was playing. I was oh, like, guitar. It yeah, works. Musician. That's how I met my girlfriend. Yeah, boy. Dude. <laughs> So I met all my girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not all of them, but yeah. But like again, let's get back to like you like you said, your TikTok, you're blowing up. Um, 
you know, millions of views. I mean, I mean, like, I, I love TikTok. It's it's a lot of fun. It does consume your life. It does. Like in a, it can be in a negative way because you'll just get sucked in for hours, just Rabbit swiping, hole. swiping. But when you post a video and it gets. Three million views. What's the, what's the what's like when you see when you saw your first million? What, okay. what, what was your feeling? What run me through that because I haven't had that. It was okay. Let me let me remember. I think I posted this video. I, I we might have to edit this part out, but I gotta look it up real quick. No, do you, man? We're gonna let it run. Run with it. We'll okay, I'll narrate this while you're doing it. <laughs> Was it that one where you're laying down and you're drinking that coffee and it went up your nose? No, that, that was beer, first off. <laughs> that, that was beer. That, that like burned. Like, that burned. Hey, but, for the gram or for the talk. Th- this was my first one. And, uh, to the I'm going to download that. We'll have that up right now. So that was my first one. That happened in October of 2019. October or November 2019. I think it was beginning of November. And it hit a million views overnight. And I I posted it at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And you weren't trying to go viral. No, I just thought, I was like, all my videos were getting only like like 100, 200 views. I only had 100 followers. I'm like, okay, I'll just do this. This sounds funny because I'm not... Older generation. <laughs> I was born in '87, You're so like, not, okay. I'm born in '81. Scott, so, come on, I'm old. So I, I, I was doing that, and I, I was filming the video, and I heard the audio, and I spit my coffee out. I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. I'm keeping that. So I saved it. I, I didn't post it for for a couple hours. Like, should I even post that? And I spit coffee everywhere. It's not even funny. <laughs> so I posted it, and I woke up the next day. My phone had blown up. I mean. Over a million views, tons of comments. I had 10,000 followers overnight. I'm like, holy I was hell. Like, Whoa, what happened here? So then I thought, okay, this is why people get addicted to TikTok. This is what creates those influencers. It's that, that attention. I was like, yeah. okay, that's intoxicating, but I could see how it is very unhealthy. So I just kind of didn't post much for a while. Just did a couple of videos. I go, thank you for the follows, blah, blah, blah. I watched that. I followed that. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. So then I just did a little videos here and there. Nothing really popped off. And then I think like a year and a half later, I think I got my first, <coughs> my, my my second rival video, my, my most popular one ever. It was, I think it's like 3.6 million views or something. Um, that's another one. You get, I'll, I'll have to make everyone go out to... TikTok and check it out. It just, it it's, out. it's pinned at the top there. It just has to do with a guitar and a dog. Mm. Not my dog. Jeez. It's just, it's one of those duet videos where you duet the video. Yeah. And it's just perfect, I love perfect those. timing. <laughs> oh, okay. I love those. All right. Hmm. This, it, it, but another thing I noticed about TikTok is the ones I don't try hard at all with. Like all these videos I've done, it's just on a whim. I, I'm scrolling, I hear a sound. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Let me make a video. I make it yeah. 10 minutes later. Got to save my drafts. Then I have other videos I spend like all day thinking about it at work. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this song. I'm going to do this or we're going to do this skit or whatever. Go home, spend an hour doing it, reshooting it, post it, 100 <laughs> views. I'm like, what the fuck? Isn't that messed up? And then, man, y'all suck, man. And then this video, I got home from work, sat down on the couch. Two minutes later, I saw this video, grabbed my guitar, did a duet of it, 
And 10 minutes later, I posted it. I didn't even try anything at all. And 3.6 million views later. Bro. Okay, let's... I'll post it. Yeah, as you guys as you play, I'm, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to download it. Okay, so it's this, this one right here. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Post it on the screen. I'm a, it's on right now as we're talking. You know, and I feel like that's kind of what social media has... Because I heard like, the, you know, you know that saying, money's the root of all evil. Oh, yeah. But now I feel like attention is the root of all evil. Because oh, it can yeah. be a good thing. It can be a bad and thing. Nowadays, attention means money. Yes. Especially with TikTok and social media. Attention equals money. The more attention you get, the more sponsorships you get. Because people send you stuff for, for paychecks. They'll, they'll send you money and their product and say, hey, we'll pay you if you wear this product in your mm -hmm. video. I mean... Uh, some TikTok artists or Instagram influencers or YouTube people, they'll get the scent of sweatshirt and say, hey, for 10 grand for three videos, wear my sweatshirt. Yeah. And they get 10 grand for wearing it in three videos and that's it. Has I mean, it happened to you yet? No, no. I think I've, I've gotten, I've like not to that level, but I have gotten uh, stuff sent to me. There's a brand called Clocks and Colors, like men's jewelry and stuff. They're like a necklace thing, not this one, but it's like a necklace with like a compass, all sterling silver, and a bracelet with like tiger's eye and sterling silver with like animal skulls like printed on the blocks. And it's 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 really cool stuff. They just send me a coupon for stuff. I order stuff off the store and wear it in the video and just shout them out. Wow. I mean, it's just smart for the company. They get it this is. stuff out there, spend a little bit, but if they get money based off of those videos, that's yeah. profit. So. That's smart. You know, I feel like that's where, I, again, when I when I think about back in the day where I grew up, because I remember you and Micah were talking about um, CDs and oh, tapes yeah. and all that. Because my daughter's, well, one of my, <laughs> Lily has a CD. We ordered her a CD player because she likes all the CDs that I still own. She's like, Dad, what you used to listen to? And she's like, is that retro now? Dude, it is. <sighs> so... <sighs> That sucks. Hold on, let me play something. You know, <laughs> you know, guys, when I was, I'm old. And CDs, I started. CDs nuts. CDs nuts. <laughs> I was that guy that recorded on a cassette player. Oh, it went over. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. But that's where, that's where I grew up as like on the... Cassette rolling on to get in the tape to where you hit record. <laughs> song is still going. <laughs> I'm faded, bro. But man, what were we talking about? TikTok. TikTok. TikTok CDs. and CDs. But it's a different story now because now you can get it all out there so fast. Oh yeah. You know, and it, it and it's so funny now. Everything. One thing I one thing I've learned and I've seen and I've noticed this generation and the generation before they have not they have no identity. Do you have time? Do you have to go anywhere? You have to no, go I'm good. Okay. We're doing we bladder gonna, of steel, man. I'm good. Y'all going to have a two, three hour <laughs> Apparently podcast. a liver of steel compared to you two. <laughs> Let's go. But the thing is, though, these couple generations have no identity. Because when mm. you think of the 90s, you know what to think about. CDs, tapes, and all that. Yeah. 80s. You know, so now everyone's falling back to what's cool with retro record players. You know, so now what today's age is like, if you know how to channel that, especially on social media, bro, you're going to be like a big thing, you oh, know, yeah. and to get the sponsors and to get the covers and to get the support. It's really, it's easy, you know? So I feel like with the show, that's where I'm learning now how to dial that in and be specific. 
you know, because when you're just out there just trying to go viral, it, it, you're pushing it. It's yeah. obvious. You got to find that little niche mm-hmm. that a group of people will just latch onto. Yes. Like, I mean, I think of like Stranger Things. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's I kind of a broad it. subject, but they brought back 80s in a way. And now people are wearing 80s clothes. It's yeah. fashionable. That The hats, like the multicolored mesh yep. back hats are with they're they're more in than ever the trucker hats like the old school bright red and blue gaudy colors like it all came back from stranger thing it's a parachute pants yep. you see people wearing those high-waisted bright flashy crop neon tops, crop we tops have every single style i mean throughout the years we have them all right oh now. yeah because yeah. they tapped us, into this everything. style they did it well and tastefully enough that the newer generations latched onto that. Yep. Like, okay, that was cool. They took the coolest parts about the eighties, <laughs> brought it to the show. And then they took, and then people are taking what they want out of that. Uh-huh. And but so that's get- what's cool. That's what gives us the advantage is that we've, it's not like we're trying to live the trend. We lived that mm. when it wasn't a trend. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I was only three when the eighties ended, dang but. It, dang it. You're calling me old. <laughs> you're, you're what? You're only five years older than me. But I'm 41. No more. I'm okay. Seven. 81. I can count. Seven. seven. <laughs> but Quick that's, maths. What I, hear, I feel like that's what's the dope thing to kind of get back on your TikTok thing is like, when you understand and know how to put that out there, that's what people will love to get. And I'm start, that's what I'm starting to learn, mm-hmm. especially like when it comes to IG Reels now, man. Because again, like I said earlier, IG Reels, they've Instagram has given you the cheat codes. Yeah, they have the tools. It's up to you to use them. Yeah. up to me now to finally utilize them. Yeah, Thank the you. Older for- brother is going to tell you I'm a spankulator. <laughs> I might enjoy it, <laughs> you know. But but the thing is, though, anybody listening, watching, if you're a content creator, if you're a musician, if you're an artist. You're a producer, whatever, man. Take advantage of the videos, you know, because one one thing I'm learning now, especially when it comes to like just recording my thought, you know, I shot this one reel. We were driving. I'm like, you know, there's and I had just like, babe, get your phone out. She got her phone out. I was like, look, you guys, we're driving on this road called life right now. I'm driving. We're doing some running some errands and you're going to run into a lot of stupid people that drive slow, that cut you off. You're going to run into speed bumps, but you know what? Your destination never changes. How you get there determines that your that button. Hold on. I don't want to do that. No. I did it again. <laughs> how you, like your destination, your destination never changes, but how you get there is up to you. It's still playing. It's still playing. <laughs> it's still, though. It, it, it's fine. It works. Bro. No, that, 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 that's some pearls of wisdom. Isn't that crazy? You've given me pearls of wisdom. Your, destin- your destination never changes, but while you're on that road, you choose how you get there. If you let somebody cut you off and piss you off and detour you from getting there, doesn't matter. The destination is still there. But you put yourself on the detours. If you want to just keep going left and keep turning left to go right to turn left. Yeah, that was your choice to do that. Yes. You let them influence you. Boom! We are po reaching up in it. So, and I feel like that's what that's what social media has done. It mm-hmm. has proven and shown the worst of people. Oh, yeah. Actually, if you utilize it for the tool, it can be. Man, I mean, the opportunities are endless. Man. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's the way the world is now. I mean, mm. the tools are all there. It's it, what you put into it is what you get out of it. If you put bad content you're not going to get anything if you put great genuine content genuine people are going to notice that not so much bad content but i feel like well regurgitated content yeah okay yeah that's that's a good way to put it Mm -hmm. yeah 
I've been there. I've seen it. And it's like, like for instance, and I'll call it out, and this is the alcohol speaking, so sorry. So I was on this podcast before this called Unfiltered Podcast. So okay. My, the other host of it, he was just trying to go viral. He was just this dirtbag. And, <laughs> you know, so the authenticity of it behind it was like, when I would post something, people will love it. When he would post something, no one cared because they see it's like, man, everyone's like, dude, why do you why are you with him? Get rid of that clown. He's fake. They saw it through the phone, through the screens, and not ever meeting meeting him in person. They're like, that dude's a dirtbag. Watch out. And they would tell me that. You know, so I feel like that's where I feel like people's realness will connect with, you know, mm-hmm. and again, it, it can all come full circle. When yeah, it what comes you put out is what you get back. Mm, yeah. And they know when it's fake because mm-hmm. they can see it. They can hear it. They can feel people it. People are smarter than the creator thinks they are. Come on. They, the creator doesn't give their listeners and fans or whatever enough credit a lot yep. of the time. I mean, there are some exceptions to every, every rule, but, well, no, but you're for right. the most part, though, yeah, I mean- a lot of, of authors even will say, don't dumb your book down too much. People are smarter than you give them credit yeah. for. Just yeah. say that vague thing. Allude to that thing you mentioned five chapters ago. People are going to pick up on it. Well, that's the thing. Because I remember as a kid, my dad, my dad would talk to me like I'm stupid. You know, like, look, stupid kid. I'm like, don't talk to me like I'm stupid. You know, it's like, I know I'm not stupid. It's not, it's not me. It's you. You know, and so. And I feel like that's kind of the, what social media has done is brought out like we think people are just stupid. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like inside note, soapbox, politicians think society and people are stupid. It's like, no, nah, we see through your bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm a fan of politicians. Yeah. Same not, here. Not you at know? all. And it's like, dude, we know it's No matter like, what side they're on. I don't, yeah. Tacos. It's like, come I on. I like tacos, dude. man. Yeah. It's like, come on. But that, but, hey, the, the, the com- are you talking about the common the other day? Yeah. 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 No. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, but that's what I'm saying. People see through the bullshit, you mm-hmm. know. So I don't know, man. We've talked about so much. I love this even like passionate Jose. Cause dude, this has been a minute since I've That's where your new Instagram name, Passionate Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's your new channel. That that's where you should post only videos of me and you hanging out. Yeah. Bro, if y'all want to pay for that and you guys want to see some OnlyFans, no, <laughs> you know, but it'll bro, be only Jose at that point. <laughs> like I'm about that because again, I changed my like I, I tell people I changed my name from Jose J O S E to mm-hmm. a new name Jose H O E Z A Y. I'm about H O H O E H O E Z A Y. Yeah, I'm about that whole life. Whole life. <laughs> You're for the streets, the streets, boy. You know, but I mean, overall, you know, because again, I know we're gonna get into a session, or we've gotten into a session with you singing and playing, man. What do you? Other than that, what do you got going on? Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you, man, and find your music to support you? Find a local bar. Now, um, yeah, boy. Social medias are all Scott Patrick official. On everything, www.socialmediasite, whatever it is, mm-hmm. .com slash Scott Patrick Official. You can find me. Just Google it. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm still getting ready to put music out on um, Spotify and Instagram or Spotify. Whiskey. Whiskey. Damn it. Stop it's it. your fault, Conor McGregor. No. <laughs> you can still. I'm, I'm working on getting music out, so I'm still working on that. I've got two singles on Spotify, but they're super indie, super mellow, piano, cello. Stuff I did at home that I was just kind of having fun with. Yeah. Um, there, I I I, enjoy, I love the songs, but it's not what represents me the best. 
they're just stuff I had fun with at the time when I released it at the time and they felt good at the time. But uh, you can follow me on Instagram. If you want to see me live, follow me on Instagram. I play all over California from right lately these days, mostly Fresno up to Sacramento and everywhere in between. That's my typical territory right now. I'm trying to branch out further south, further east, back over. I used to play in Bishop and Mammoth and Tahoe. I'm working on getting back out to those areas. Now that things are opening back up, that seems yeah. more possible. Um, so yeah, it's catch me at a show. That's when you experience the real me. I mean, yeah, social media is fun and all, but if you want to hang out, come out to a show. You're that approachable. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, people yeah, listeners in Fresno, I play at Full Circle like once a month. I play in there. What's your response in your audience there? What is, what is, what is your people enjoy it? People love it. I mean. It's it's not always on the busiest because it's the weekday shows a lot of the time. Um, so a lot of people don't, a lot of people are at home on weekdays or all work and then they get off work and stay home, which is totally fine. But if you feel like doing something on a weekday, check my Instagram and see when I'm going to be in Fresno, Full Circle Brewing. I'm, I play wineries every third Sunday in Madeira. Mm. I mean, I, I I play in this area because I know that that's, I'm sure you do have a lot of listeners here yeah. in the Fresno area. But I mean, for those who are in other areas, I play Sierra Nevadas, the Central San Joaquin, the North Valley. I mean, heck, if you want me to play somewhere else, hit me up. Let me know. Shoot me well, a message on I know, Instagram. I know a lot of breweries here, like House of Pendragon and Sanger, okay. uh, Machine Head here in Clovis, um, Crone Wolf here in Clovis. Okay, here in okay, bro. You need. Hear, I know a lot. I know the owners there. Shoot me a list, man. Dude, y'all me need to hit up some Scotty. Please, please. Tulati. I want to get play more in the Valley. Sanger, Tulare. Yeah. Um. It's anywhere. Have you played at Barrel House at River Park yet? Mm -mm. I know no. some of the owners. I know the owner there, or at least the manager. Have me hit me up. In. Let me. Let me go. I'll get. Let you me in. do it. Yeah. Um. But now you said something. You know, man. I forgot what, what I, I say. Said. Am I gonna be in trouble? No. Okay. It's very inspirational. The whiskey's wow. not helping. It must be the whiskey. The whiskey's <laughs> not helping. You know, but you said, damn it. I don't know. Nice. You know, dude, I'm faded. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out Conor <laughs> McGregor. She's having a good time Laura, over here. Where, do you, where are you at with all this? Tell me your thoughts while I think. My thoughts? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You got to hear real. It's a good conversation. It like is. This. Yeah. You know, Scott, when I think about like your experience and your, and what you've done so far and now, you know, again, like the podcast still here, you know, I won't get all cliche, but you're still here. Oh, yeah. You know, but like during COVID, how did you like decided to, cause you said like a couple of years ago after, you know, the new direction and, and the divorce and all that, like, during COVID, where did you learn to like find yourself more and build? That was my songwriting that I learned to find myself more. Because, I mean, of course, people were staying in. I was working a lot. I, I was still working out because I was an essential worker. I was working for an uh, electrical company. Yeah, I, I was inspecting new There's like only two here in California, though. Yeah. Y'all let you debate and figure decision. it out. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time uh, the last couple of years just alone in a hotel room all week long on the road working mm -hmm. and I'd have my guitar with me sometimes. So I'd just be sitting in a hotel by myself for like four days. I mean, I've worked during the day, but mm -hmm. a lot of lonely nights with my guitar and I mean, the guitar is fine. Don't worry. 
<laughs> but a lot of lonely nights with just my thoughts and a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's just getting real weird, y'all. She's over there. <laughs> like, a lot of lonely nights. I don't know. I had to beat my meat. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm that guy. I'm sorry. Connor McGregor, I blame you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I Y'all see the worst of those. The angry. question mark over my head where that <laughs> sound hits. But go ahead. <laughs> this is by far one of my favorite podcasts. But the thing, you're right. Everything's right. more fun with whiskey, man. And me. Me oh and whiskey. Um, that, hey, it's you just a great time. <laughs> you want to stay tonight, Sky? We got a room for you. Just, oh, let's slam it, boy. I was kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're right. Don't but, get your hopes up. No, Sorry. go ahead. But seriously, continue. <laughs> no, but I, what was the question? Jesus. No. <laughs> Where? Hallelujah. No, I feel like the question is, is that like when you come down to the root of um, finding like. Finding myself. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of times in a hotel room just for months. Just I'd have to be in the hotels like for four days a week, five, five nights a week. And so I'd just be sitting there with a the guitar. I had a lot of time to think about my, my past and what I want to do for the future and write. So I just kind of spent a lot of time just self-evaluating. Mm. And once I kind of started figuring out what I wanted to do, I started booking more shows and kind of living the life I wanted to live. And then about a year, little about a year and a couple months ago, I got a promotion at work, which allowed me nice. to work from home, which means no more being alone in a hotel every day. I can actually have a social life and I can date if I want to or have a romantic life, clap cheeks. which was <laughs> uh, you say clap? clap cheeks. <laughs> hey, we're, we're human. We're men. We're yep. about that shit. So go ahead. But go ahead. It's a side effect of dating. Side effect uh, of dating. <laughs> clap cheeks. Um, so, <laughs> so I was able to live my life as live a gentleman it. would say. Gentleman. And, that also opened up me up for weekday shows like this. Yeah. A year and a half ago, I wouldn't be able to be s sitting here mm. hanging out with you. I'd be sitting in a hotel in Eureka or Zoom. Bakersfield, just either doing a Zoom call or just mm. ordering Thai food and sitting in a hotel room wearing nothing but my guitar. That's true. And man. it's just yeah. just being a a a lonely, sad man. But now that my my life has gotten where I wanted, I got I. I secured that new position I want. I can book shows during the week. I can travel. I can, I can book shows during the week. I can, even if I'm in a hotel, be working, I can be playing my guitar. I could be playing a show that night, go to the next place, do the same thing. I mean, as long as I'm getting the work done and still doing what I love to do with playing shows, mm -hmm. life is so much better. And I'm very fortunate to be in that position. I mean, this position just kind of dropped into my lap. Um, and, Dude. and I found a way to live my passion mm. and still take care of business. My obligation was my old job at the same yeah. time. So I, I'm still, I'm, it's a balancing act. It's exhausting. And maybe one day the scales will tilt one direction or the other. I'm hoping in my favor. I feel like the scales are going to, going to tilt. Towards the lather. I feel the, like the, the scales are gonna tilt towards what I water the most, mm. what I feed the most is where it's gonna go. You, go ahead, don't finish. And that. I just my music is hungrier than the other one. So I think <laughs> we're gonna feed that one. 
Yo, I'm telling you guys right now. Go to here. Let me tell you guys. Look, your boy is faded. And but the thing is, what you feed and what you're intentional with and what you want to water, you know, you know, there's this there's this thing I've always said, man, as a farmer prepares for the rain when he knows there's no rain. It's like what you're what are you preparing for? You know, like Scott just said right now, I want he said, dude, I am messed up. But the thing is, though, what are you preparing for? What are you positioning yourself for? Because you got the end of it, man. You, you know, everyone. You hear this all the time. Regurgitated. Follow your dreams. Follow your passions. Follow you. Do you? What makes you happy? But at the end of it, happiness is considered an emotion. Happiness is like what my true happiness is. This, but where your joy comes from is what? Where's the foundation of that? Because when everything else is stripped away and it was just you, who are you? You know. And I feel like when you push to what. I feel like when it come, what I'm trying to say is like when you push what well, I makes think, you happy to where you start living in your passion is where you know it's worth the cost. And you got to plant your grain when the sun shines. Come on. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it sounded good at the time. Dude. <laughs> the whiskey makes it sound great. You plant. <laughs> but I'm no, just, yeah. No, you plant your grain when the sun shines because, I mean, it's going to rain eventually <laughs> one day, but... It, you're going to have ups and downs. I mean, you got to plan. Even if there's nothing bad happening, you still got to prepare for it because if it does come, you'll be ready mm. for it. Yes. Again, I know I'm faded. Your boy. I, I think I'm mixing colloquialisms and like, <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm mixing everything. This is a very passionate conversation. I mean, we're based mixing off whiskey, happy dad, <laughs> seltzers and, and whiskey. Hey, you want another? We're not in the same glass. You but. want another glass? Ooh. Dude, stay the night. I'll spoon with you. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is exciting. Laura's looking at me. Where are you at with this, Laura? Um, I don't know. Where are you <laughs> trying to figure out you where wanna, you're at? <laughs> how much do you want to edit tomorrow? This is no editing. This oh, is going shoot. all out. I don't even know. Ooh. We are all out. We're going to do something neat after this. But I don't know. I'm just messing around. <laughs> we do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> wrong. Got it. Wrong. Wrong. Midi pack. Or, or is it as a uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the the, the oh, what's his name? He always like hip. He's a hip hop guy. He always puts himself on everybody's track. DJ Khaled. Yeah, you played yeah, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to put out another one. You know, but I don't. Yeah, know. Every time I take a sip, another one. Another one. But seriously, I know I'm very faded right now. And dude, I'm so excited to have you on, man, because I feel like this is the conversation I wanted. It. This is the topic. This is like the topic that I wanted to get out. Being faded or not, you know. Because people connect with that. I'm human. Oh, yeah. You know, you're human. We all, whether our bank account says... We have over a billion dollars or a dollar negative. Mm-hmm. We all take a shit. So there's not. And we can't one, take it with us when it yeah. die. I mean, not, not the shit, but. I mean, <laughs> as much know. as we want it. I mean, but the thing is, is a though, record there's, breaker, there's, but. Not, there's not one person greater than the other. No, I mean, we're, we're, we're all human. We're all born naked and we all die Come dead. 
You know, and we do this thing. I think I feel like we're into this because I think this is where the podcast goes really south. <laughs> it's like where we're as as humans, man. We accept that that we are human. Like we said earlier, man. Whether I want to stay in bitterness, I want to stay in, in hurt, pain, frustration, being burnt, being hurt, being divorced. Stay in it. See how long you like it. Mm -hmm. But then grow from it. Until you grow from it, you'll never know what you can, or, or you'll never know how strong you can be. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to feel it when you're going through it. And when you're done going through it, mm. I mean, happiness is, is it's, it's very much a choice, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know plenty of people that when they go through something bad, they just finally be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done being sad. I want to be happy. And that, yeah. I was one of those people. I know other people that they say, okay, I went through something bad. This is my identity now. I'm like, no, you can't just live in yes. that sadness forever. That eats away at you. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's a poison. Are you guys listening to this, man? My <laughs> man is reaching up in here. What you put in your life and what you allow is what you're going to get out of it. You know, that, and I feel like that's what Still Here Podcast represents, man, because at the end of it, you're still going to be here. And how you choose to come from it is up to you. You know, whether, whether you're an influencer, a podcaster, a musician, or just an average Joe, and how you come... Dude, I am slurry, and you guys, I'm sorry, not sorry. But at least... You're still here. I'm still here You're with me. <laughs> My wife is not disappointed in me. You know, so well, you haven't asked her. We could, probably give you, we could probably give you a guitar right now, and you come up with you a get really the best. You probably come up with a really good song. Yeah, but the thing is, at the end of it, man, you guys. <laughs> I think she's hinting at something. <laughs> ooh, we're gonna do something right now. But the thing is, is that you guys right now listening and watching under weird circumstances of me being very faded. It's not my fault. He poured the drinks. It's my fault. <laughs> and that, and I feel like that's the key. When you learn to accept that, you know what? It's my fault. I'm, I'm at where I'm at because of me. Is this a fault, though? Well, I feel like I see it's what a, you're saying. It's though. a lesson. I see what you're saying. It's, it's it. an opportunity to learn. Like Jordan, how many times did he learn to fail to come to be the greatest of all time? Oh yeah. It's, it's not how many times he falls. How, oh. how many times he get back up and keep moving forward? Let's go. Was that? That was Tyson. That was That's Mike Tyson. Tyson. That's Mike yeah, Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, that is also everyone very has, true. Yes. No so plan you, survives meeting the enemy. Let's go. That, and, I don't know who that was, but it was someone's Well, smart. your enemy can be yourself. And I've been down that road. And I've had road. more. My, I've been more any of myself than, than anybody in my entire life. I'm my mm -hmm. biggest enemy Speak sometimes. On Speak on it. I mean, I, I, I can kill my own creativity. I mean, I do it all the time. As a perfectionist and a songwriter, that's a horrible thing to do. I start writing a song. I'm into it. I'll get a thought. I'm like, okay, no, that's that's not good. That's not bad. That's that's really bad. Mm. And then I'll kill the song, and I'll be like, okay, why did I do that? Yeah. And then I'll try to revisit it later. Sometimes I'll get the song done, but I mean, I'm, also, I'm my biggest critic. I'll play a show. I felt great at. Then I'll watch a video of it later that someone took. I'm like, oh, that was horrible. Mm. So I stopped listening to myself on videos of live shows. I mean, because I will kill that vibe that I had going from it. Mm. I'll, feel, I'll be on such a high after a show. Then I'll see video. And I mean, even if everyone else loves the performance, I'll hear it. I'll hear these little things that no one else would hear. And it just 
I put myself in a funk. Mm. I'm worse, my worst enemy. I mean, I, I think things about myself, my music and my, the way I do things that no one else would ever think of. But at that little bit of me, sometimes it'll just get the better of me. Mm. So I got to distance myself from certain, certain aspects of well, that. Well, let me ask you this then. Someone, we do this thing, last words, last thoughts, man, because we're, I think we're both pretty <laughs> faded. But last words, last thoughts on that thought. How would you encourage somebody to push past that and move forward in just, that? Just keep doing it no matter what. I mean, that's what I did. I mean, even I, when you're at your lowest. Honestly, I have never been a huge fan of my voice at all. I mean, Ooh, as an artist, don't say that. No, 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 no. But uh, uh, speaking candidly, as an artist, I've never felt okay. I I work with what I got, and I love what I do, so I use what I've got to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Whether I mean, I it's it's not the best, in my opinion, and it's it's not the worst though. I feel like I've I mean I, I could always improve. But I, I'm not, I don't have the, I mean, I'm not like, who, who has a fantastic voice? Chris Stapleton. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I'm not blessed with his voice. I have my voice. It's a matter of opinion at that point. He is very skilled. I'm not quite at that level. But I still push hard. I mean, I I, I don't let my opinion of, of my voice stop me from doing what I do. I'm not the best guitarist in the world either, but what I do works for me. No matter what, just keep going. Someone's going to tell you one day that you'd sound bad. The next day, someone's going to tell you you sound good. And just no matter what happens, if you love to do it, keep doing it. Even Mm. if you're, even if you're terrible at it, keep on doing it. And I mean, I've had people tell me many occasions that like, why do you write? Why do you play? Why do you do this? I still do it because I love it. I mean, people, other people see it. I mean, I'm still here. Let's go. He said it's still here. So your word is to people, we're still here. You know. That's it. Dude, out of all In the show. In the show. Perfect ending. (laughs) But before I say my thought, babe, what's your last thought, last words and all that? Because we still got to take pictures and get production and promotion um, and teasers. Great conversation. Um, You're the mature one right now. (laughs) Great conversation. Um. I had watched uh, the other podcast that you were with on the Micah. I thought it was great too, but I think you really, we got to know a lot of who you are. I'm an open book. Yeah. I mean, plus I've known you for, for years. Yeah. So it makes it, I, I, yeah, I I mean, I'll I'll talk to a complete stranger too, but I mean, I've, I feel comfortable here. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you guys are great. Yeah. So thank you. The whiskey helped too. (laughs) Whiskey very much helps. No, it was just great. Great having you. Great getting well, to know you, you more. Thank I know you. we had talked before, but you know, I really didn't know more. You know, well, you yeah, on I a mean, personal level. I, and w- stuff, I was with, with we, it was when we went with me and Maggie to all together, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we had a share conversation, and and it was a different situation. We weren't digging in. We were having yeah. dinner and yeah. chatting we're about. We were talking about one song. Yeah, one video. And I mean, we we could have we could go on for hours, Ooh, facts, and we'll still have plenty more to talk about. So, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, this is so much fun. I <laughs> love know, the rosary there, by the way. That's really cool. Well, I'm gonna get on that real quick. I'll tell you on this story, but 
I think my last word, last thought is this. Despite me being very passionate and faded and having a few, like four glasses already. Of two two old friends having a good solid drink, a good Facts. proper drink. Proper drink. You know, you guys are going to face a lot of you, you, you. And I think if you guys gone this far in the podcast, whether this is like your third or fourth day continuing on in this podcast, because (laughs) one single podcast, this one episode, it's fine. But the thing is, though, you've made it this far. And I think in life, like I've talked about one of my reels, you guys are on this road called life. As much as we want to blame the idiot drivers, the people that just cut you off, that do dumb shit, that do stupid stuff, you're the one that's in control of what you, of your car, of your life. And where we want to, where we feel like you guys want to glean or hope you, you glean from is that in our lowest moment, in our, in our lowest time where you feel like we as, podcasters, artists, musicians, content creators, podcasters. You glean from that. You find that relatability, you know? And so we're just like you. So don't hold yourself to an expectation that you need to be in a position of finance, security, because that's a false expectation, you know? And it's not about making you happy. You know, again, I know I'm faded. And I apologize because I know I'm trying to get back into church, trying to find my relationship with God. But I know I feel like I'm working on me. And don't put an expectation on yourself that you yourselves cannot uphold. Because you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. Until you accept that humane part of yourself, you'll never grow. You'll never be happy. Because your happiness, happiness comes and goes. Everyone's like, oh, do what makes you happy. What makes you happy? Find your passion. You, you, you. Happiness isn't a destination. No. It's the journey. It's I mean, a start. It, it's a start, yeah. But joy. And biblically, I know I'm faded and I'm drunk. But, but my joy comes from God, man. When you come and find that, you know what? My happiness and my own sustainability for me, it fails me all the time. But when I feel like I'm, that's what the Bible says in First Corinthians is like, when I'm weak, he's made strong. I'm made strong. Even in my most strongest point in my life, I'm still weak. But in my sh- strongest point comes from him. And I feel like you guys listening, watching, spite your boy slurring. Slur, slur, slur. Slur, 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 slur. You know, it's like, find your connection, I feel like with God, but God is a gentleman. And who, you know, everyone has this 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 preconceived notion of what, who God is and judgmental, go, sending you to hell. It's not that. He's not that. He just wants to love you. He wants to connect with you on a different level. You know, I think out of this whole conversation, this dope podcast that you guys heard very passionately, very slurringly. We want to we want to connect with you guys on a real authentic level, even in being me so slurry and drunk. That's just us. We're not perfect. That's the truth. This this is real. I, this is really where I feel like y'all need to connect with Scott Patrick because my man's gonna sing to your soul. 
You're not getting this just this knockoff branded artist because he fits a mold. Nah, man, y'all going to get some real stories, some real music that can connect with your soul because that's who you are right now. You guys right now listening and watching, you're not in a good position. Your bank account is not where it should be, where you want it to be. But you guys still feel like, you know, I'm happy. And I'm blessed. And for you guys to connect with that, that's where I feel like Scott Patrick brings to the table. Connect with this man. Follow this dude on social media. Because this dude's going to speak to yourself. I know he's going to connect. I know he's going to step up his Instagram reels. Yes or no? Yes. You know it. 100%. You know it. Because Big Brother said so. Maybe not, not tonight because I'm going to get home late. But Yeah. <laughs> dude, you want to stay tonight? I'll spoon with you, bro. Don't feel like you have an expectation. <laughs> Don't feel like you're intruding. Big, big spoon or little spoon? That's going to be You'll the deciding factor. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm tempted now. This she's little spoon. You middle spoon. <laughs> Let's go. This but is getting weird. <laughs> it's getting very weird. You know, I'm the very immature one. But the thing is, you guys, at the end of it, I make no apologies for who I am. No, you don't. No one. You, no Come one does it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Everybody. You don't owe anybody an apology. You don't. No, Release you, that expectation, you guys. Man, and I feel like I, I was stuck in that expectation. And it stunted me. It hurt me. It put me in a position where my family was hurt. It put me in a position where I... I I was scared and you guys cannot live in that even in my most vulnerable <laughs> drunken state right now. It's like, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm so glad you came on. I'm so glad we had this very passion. I'm glad I remembered today. Mm. <laughs> what do you remember today? Unlike yesterday when we both forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow and when this releases on a Friday next week. Today, we're like, damn, what the hell were we talking about? It was a great time, no matter what happened. It was a great time. It was fun, man. Just two old friends catching up. Bro. I mean, this. Yo, I'm very passionate right now. It's the little things in life. Not Yo. just my last name. I mean, it's, it's little. the little things. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says that, hey, man, men, if you guys feel like the little things don't count and matter, don't let no one tell you that you don't matter if you're little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm done. Hold on, hold on. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me, man. Yo. This music. <laughs> I'm done. I love you guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Love you guys. Oh, what the hell?